What's Going Down, podcast listener? Welcome back to the Symbiosis Now podcast. I'm Tyler Colombero. I'm the host of the show. We're going to get this show on the roll, but let me first tell you a little bit about this podcast. This podcast is about freedom of expression and conversational development. Usually I have a guest across the table, sometimes two, and we discuss the ins and outs of how we feel about modern topics, age-old topics, yada yada, all in the name of becoming more symbiotic. So to help me do that on this episode of the Symbiosis Now podcast, we have the one, the only, the brute in a suit, Alfredo Vargas. In fact, actually, he's not in a suit today. He decided to roll in nice and casual. Alfredo not only sponsors the podcast, but he's a good dude. I love having deep conversations with him. He's a good friend, and he's also very inspirational. So you should be excited for the show. And it's about that time where you hold on to the rails, folks, because we're rolling into Symbiosis Town on the Now Train with Alfredo Vargas on the Symbiosis Now podcast. Hey man, so you're feeling a lot better? I'm feeling better. Rocky I woke night. up in like a new man, bro. Like you said, a phoenix from the ashes, like a bro. Phoenix. Yeah. I also ate pretty good yesterday. Like I didn't eat much, but I ate pretty good. But I got my second dose of the Pfizer vaccine because I didn't feel like I had a choice. The writing's on the wall, bro. I was against it. And I still kind of am. I don't think it should be mandated. But to go to school, to do certain things, I got to get it, man. It's spooky how it works. But it fucked me up the next day, bro. I straight up, dude. It made me literally, I slept for like 18 hours, dude. And I just, I felt hella sore and feverish, but I didn't have a fever. It was but you fucked did, up. You did the right thing. You ate But good. I handled it. I ate good, yeah. handled it, slept hella, slept hella. You need uh, extra calories to fight stuff off. And it's kind of contradictory because I like to suggest stuff like that. Like, hey man, uh, be in shape. But then right. also like if you're sick, you have to kind of like get more calories because your bodies are now also functioning throughout right. your day. Plus, you need extra calories to fight off whatever inside is going on. So you need a little bit more extra calories like to go on. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But anyways, fuck me up. I feel way better today. You look good. hard work and shit and everything yeah, today. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I got some rest, dude. Uh, you know what I mean? You look good. Yeah, when it happened to me, I felt achy. I woke up and I felt good. I just try to uh, look past it. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do, too. I got to move forward, man. Mm. Got to move on. Got to go take some people's jobs that were not down to get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> nah, I don't know. But also definitely want to finish my goal. And if there's a thing, there's an obstacle in the way of that goal, mm. I got to do it. Plus, I've been thinking about the mandate. And the mandate is not a law. The mandate's like a, like a, a heavy suggestion. You know what I mean? Well, what do you what do you think about the whole situation in the world in regards to the vaccine as like Australia? Well, I'm also confused because certain parts of the world are getting the the mRNA vaccines, which is like mm -hmm. Pfizer and Moderna. Those are the only two. Mm -hmm. The other ones are viral vectors, which I don't really know what that means because I'm a dumbass. I don't but I'm pretty sure it has to do with actually using like a dead version of the virus, you know, mm -hmm. viral vector, you know. But point is, is only ones I could find around around the area we live in, uh, Moderna and Pfizer for sure. Johnson Johnson is gone. It's gone. I called all around, bro. I called a bunch of different podcasts. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Podcast. 
I definitely called like all the CVSs, all the Rite Aids, all the Walgreens within like a 20 mile radius, 30 mile radius from here. But did you want it or you were just asking? I wanted it because I wanted to do one and done. And if we, I just ha- it's, if it's well, a mandate and I just have to get get this shot, why do I have to get two? Why don't I just get one and done it? But apparently they pulled it because yeah, it wasn't it was, effective. It was, it was harmful too. Some really? people were getting like really gnarly side effects. Yeah. I get, well, because I have access to a, a large pool of people, so I hear their comments. They're direct comments, not like internet, not hearsay. No, like they're telling me what happened. Like I get a lot of customers who tell me in regards to just Pfizer mm-hmm. that like their parents pass away or something happens to their legs and they swell up. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. I, it's just hard to not. They get per- blue toes. They get COVID toes. You, we've heard all this misinformation, but also different information. Uh, and it's always changing. I, I, I don't know if it, it's uh, very difficult to stay on board or not with well, an idea yeah. or a vaccine when things change. The information that we know about that research on from any perspective, it changes and it Plus, changes and yeah. it changes. How can we really be sure? That's why it's like, dude, well, you guys are apparently not going to think that through. So I guess I just have to get this fucking shot. And every time I get shots, my body doesn't deal with it very well, I feel like. Because... I don't know. I don't put shit in my body that much that is really that foreign. And then, and then you know? your, your body also probably has a really strong immune system. And then it's probably reacting to that to where it's like, hey, man, Maybe. We, we're good. We're solid. We have to fight this off. So if you have a, a really strong immune system, some people actually have more harsher side effects because they're it's like soldiers. They're soldiers uh-huh. who are yeah. fit to fight. And you throw something in there and now they're like going haywire. People yeah. that have a weaker immune system. Uh, I, I don't know. I know this dude that tells me about his immune system, that he his immune system works too too hard, and now he's got like weird stuff going on with his skin, his hair changes color, which I think is just lying. I don't know, man. I know there's lots of autoimmune conditions, and we don't talk about that with getting a vaccine, or people that have already gotten COVID, gotten hella fucked up by it, mm-hmm. right? But they're supposed to still now get the vaccine. Yeah, Even though their that, antibodies yeah, yeah, yeah. probably are way more strong yeah, like, than like getting yours, a vaccine. Like, Why is that not taken into consideration? That's that's what that's what I mean. Like you you had said that you had uh, caught COVID in the past. So you probably already have your sharpened soldiers and your immune system ready to go. Plus you get this and you're a fit dude. It's like it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, so something has to give. So your body's gonna feel bad to where it's gonna be like, hey man, what the heck? And then you kinda feel achy, kinda feel bad, but then you rise. You rise like the phoenix. For sure. Like, because it kind of did. It made me feel achy. Yeah. Yeah, it, absolutely. It did. Yeah, and it was, it was because I seen your email and, and I seen your, your the time on there. It was like 2 a.m. So, therefore, it's like I started thinking. It's like, man, I remember when that happened to me. I was really close to texting my boss and telling her, like, hey, man, um, like, I, I, you know, I'm going to be, like, super achy like this. It, it, it just, but then, like, it went away. Yeah. I, luckily, it didn't. So, it was cool. I yeah. woke up and I was like, whoa, what was that? Right. But then also, I don't know. I don't know if it was from the weights that I lifted, the combination of both. Maybe I should have not lifted weights. What do you think? I don't know. Because I worked out at, before yeah, yeah, and yeah. after, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, me because too. Because I, was, I yeah. thought that's what you're supposed to do. In fact, one of the guys, the pharmacist, told me to do that. Mm-hmm. Say, yeah, if you like to work out, you should work, do shoulder workouts and stuff. And I was like, all right. So I did what he said. Doctor's orders, man. It's funny. You know? It's funny because I know the dude that you're talking about. So I told him that I did that. Uh-huh. So he probably just tells everybody to do that. Uh huh. <laughs> so. He probably does. Yeah. Yeah. The second dose, though, I got it done by no offense, no offense, bro. But this guy like came up and he like cleaned my arm like two times, 
And he like put his finger on the spot while he like looked away to grab the syringe. Like it, I felt like it was like one of his first times doing uh, it or something. Unless it's just like he's really precautious to not make you feel weird. But I was like getting antsy. I'm like, dang, how long is it gonna fucking take? Last time I just sat down, this little came in, blah, pow, and I walked I heard, out of there. Yeah, I heard people have problems, but maybe because it pierced a vein or blood vessel. Or I I, I have this I have this issue. thing where I don't know how to fully probably untense some of my 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 muscles like in my shoulders in my abdomen mm. and i think in yeah like my shoulders and my abdomen often i don't know how to relax completely i have a condition or some shit no. i try to use the fascia fascia gun and shit yeah and no stuff. you're but you're i right. always am tense and i know that yeah. even though i tried to relax bro i feel like my muscle was just tense yeah. and and it shot it into the the muscle tissue probably and i don't know you know what's funny know. about that it's like most people don't know that our muscles are tense quite a bit I think you're right. Yeah, like a lot of my muscles, I didn't know they were that tense till I started actually doing some research on it. Yeah. And my abdomen was really tense. Yeah. Like it was almost permanently, like almost like when you uh, do the whole back stretching, like you shake quite a bit and it's uh-huh. because of your abdomen. Even, yeah, yeah. even like your posture has set. It's because certain uh, domineering muscle groups are tighter, but you're right. You're right. We, we forget. So I mean, yeah. something like that might have happened. You know, so if you had it contracted, maybe it held on to the the stuff they injected you and then all of a sudden when you moved around circulated the blood then it just kind of hit you maybe you know stuff like that happens i don't know it's kind of sketchy yeah plus neither of us are doctors or any of that shit like i don't really know but i know that every shot i've ever gotten in the past like even my tetanus shot when i was like 10 years old same exact scenario shot it in my shoulder i guess i was tense the next day had a gnarly uh, sore shoulder then moved to my whole body had a fever, actually went home from school because they sent me home because I had a fever. And like, I was like down for like a day or two from getting a tetanus shot. Like, I don't think that's supposed to make you sick generally. Like, you know, my body I think is just kind of weird, bro. And plus over the last like 10 years, I don't even use a deodorant, bro. Really? Yeah, I don't. People are like, what? Like, I swear. I eat three cloves of garlic every morning and I don't even wear deodorant. Imagine the smells from under there. The bacteria that are probably very healthy and in in balance underneath my armpit now. You know what? But it still kind of stinks. But I'm cool with it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, it's enough stink for me. But no one's ever been like, damn, Tyler, what the fuck? No, you put some deodorant on. You know, except for my mom, a large percentage, (laughs) a large percentage of the world doesn't wear deodorant. Something like it's just us here. It's more developed. I feel like the reason why you would think like, oh, because I'm just super hippie and I don't want aluminum in my armpits and all these chemicals, which is part of the reason. But the most reason is because it would make me sweat more. Mm -hmm. So once I stopped using it, my armpits would not sweat like they would when I would use deodorant. Right. But this is just an example of the things I don't like to use yeah. and how my body's probably a little bit different over like a decade than most people that put on deodorant every day, use fluoride toothpaste every day, you know, uh, wash their hair with some crazy deep shampoo or some shit that fucks your brain up maybe over time with all these dyes and shit in you it. Know, you know, Japanese people, they don't wear deodorant. They don't, yeah. they don't, they don't have those developed um, cells under their armpits to actually create odors. Isn't that funny? Yeah. It's a bacteria. Yeah. That's why your armpits. Yeah, and they don't have it. It's not in their genetic code. Yeah. Yeah, they don't have it. So when you go to Japan, it's really difficult to find any. And when you do, it's like really tiny sizes and really expensive because it has to be bought overseas. Oh, wow. Yeah. But they don't. They don't wear it. I thought that was interesting. So it's just an Americanized thing? It's all over the world, but it's just, I know for sure it's them genetically. Yeah. Which they don't have that certain thing in their yeah. DNA. Yeah. And they just don't smell. They don't smell. They don't. They don't cause body odor. 
that's what people always say. Like, imagine how much we stunk like 200 years ago when no one took a shower every day and stuff. And I'm like, I kind of think that our bodies would actually adapt to not smelling so bad every day. But is that a good or bad thing? Not I don't know. Though? I don't know. You know, I don't know. I'm not disagreeing with what you what, just said. Yeah, I don't know. When you go to Japan, you go to these uh, onsen. So it's like a tub, kind of like spring waters, but it's hot. And it's usually it's segregated between men and women. So you're in their butt ass naked with them, with the dudes. With the dudes? Yeah, you're just naked with them. So you're they're okay with it, I guess. They're just they're fine with being naked and being okay. in a huge hot pool with them. Hey. And that's a norm. But it's like would you I don't know if I would rather stink or have a small wiener. Like I remember I was walking around, I was like, man, you can't even see their wieners. Yeah. So you'd rather stink, obviously. I, I, have a small yeah, wiener. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'd rather stink. But, I mean, I don't know. Maybe. But the dude with the small wiener, did he have hella confidence, though? It was most of them. Did they have hella confidence, though? They were talking to each other, and it was weird, because they were walking, they're like, side about by your side. Dick. They are talking about <laughs> your dick, bro. They're like, hey, that American dick's hella big. What the fuck's wrong? They were, they were like, it was weird, because I had never, I was, I was, I've never been in a scenario where there's, like, they're, they were walking amongst each other. They're, like, side by side, and they're, like, right. butt-ass naked, and it's like, what? They're just okay with it. They're just cool with it, yeah. Yeah. It's just how they roll. Yeah, like, like. I don't know. Seems, well, there's places in the world, yeah, like people but, are more comfortable being naked. There's new beaches and all that shit. Why right? couldn't they be like about three feet apart walking, you know, next to each other? But they're just, right next yeah, to each other. Yeah, they're right next to each other. I don't know why that part. <laughs> I was like, why, why, are they, why don't they give each other a little bit of space? Like, I get it. And then business. Maybe it's a really bonding experience. No, that's what it is. Right? That's what I'm about to say. Like in yeah. business, like when you get into business with somebody, like uh, l- let's say you had like this huge deal with the Japanese man, and so he flies you overseas, uh-huh. and then you guys are about to make a million dollars, million dollars or whatever business deal, and you're like all for it. You guys on that night would go to this onsen, and then you guys would get butt ass naked, and then go to this, it, it looks like almost like a little uh, it, it's like a little tiny stool inside of that place already, but you take a shower prior to entering this hot tub. You have to be clean. To make it to this hot pool. Okay. So you guys are like side by side with each other in a little stool, showering off, talking to each other, and then you go in there and then you just chill in the hot tub with him and All right. just talk. This that happens like every day. And that's how they get to know each other to trust each other for business deals, basically. Yeah. Or do they just be like, We're both living large now, bro? Is it more like that? Well, everybody does it. Like even you would just do it. Like even like family members yeah even family members you go do it in public places it's like a big thing in their culture like to where like you just do that it's just and there's some places where it's like both sexes in the same place well see I could see that then more like instead of just making fun of it right like being like dang those fools dicks are hella close together while they're walking (laughs) you know it's more like they're just they're trying to actually connect on a human level but since I'm right to me it's taboo just because I've been conditioned to make that taboo in the states yeah yeah yeah, so to me, it's like, wait. Why I, is that? Yeah. Why do you think that is? And then when I went to Peru, right, so I'm I'm about, my trip was over from being in Machu Picchu, the mountain okay. peaks. So yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. I was going to wait for the train. I had about two hours, and I go to eat at this place to where it's already fixed with my whole trip, and I go there, they have my table, so I go to the bathroom, and I went to the bathroom, and then I just saw two chicks in there and I was like whoa so I left because I asked the bartender I was like hey you know el baño because they had to send me there yeah so they pointed at it so I went in there and I walked out I was like these fucking assholes they like <laughs> so I see two chicks in there and then I immediately walk out 
And then the the bartender's like, no, it's it's bisexual. And I was I, bisexual, yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking like, what well, who's bisexual or why why yeah. would you even tell me? Like, but he's saying that the bathroom was was a bisexual yeah. bathroom. Yeah. Like, oh dude. And I was yeah. like, I can't, I'm not I'm not gonna do that. But it's a public It's a public like not a one single person in there at a time, like Right. It, it's it's a bathroom. Right. When was that? Uh, like, Long time ago? No, like three years ago. Yeah? Like three years ago. Yeah, and I guess both. Well, hey, but like that seems like that's more common in other places to just be like, hey, like just, you know. Yeah, so it's a big bathroom in there. I think there must have been like 10 stalls or something like that. There's a few urinals, but there's chicks in there, man. I was like, yeah. I don't think they want, Like, I have no problem, but it's like I don't think they want me to be in there. You think? Yeah. Or maybe the, it's just like a thing where like their culture, they just try not to do that so much. Yeah. Or are they all like, I don't know, man, there's an older lady in there. And it's like just out of respect to where it's like, OK, you know, what? I, I get it or whatever. If they're younger, maybe they understand the whole thing. But I, I don't know. Like this lady was probably like, you know, maybe in her 50s or in her 60s. But it's like out of respect. I was like, man, I'll, I'll go whiz in the alley. Like, you know, I'm not, you know, let her use a bathroom. But I just thought that was like, like, you know. Yeah, that's a trip, dude. But at the same time, the, everyone in the United States right now is trying to get everything to be unisex bathrooms uh, and stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, so it's interesting because, like, go to Peru then. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's places in the world that are, like, really apt to that that don't, they don't, they're culturally don't pay attention to it as much. It seems like you were paying more attention to it than, because every guy probably goes in there, whips his dick out, and takes uh, a piss in the urinal, or takes a gnarly ass uh, shit uh, in the stall uh, while there's some grandma on the one next to him going, you know, yeah. and I yeah. think that they're more culturally like used to it, I guess is what I'm saying. See, but that, can we get there? Because a lot of people are like, they're on the fence about the idea. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I also want to. Because of how our culture is, right? Their culture transcended from a different like beginning, you know? Yeah. Ours did too. On certain things. With I want, different influences, you know what I mean? I want to be kept in the dark in certain things. Yeah. Like, you know, I kind of want that lady to have her privacy. You know, I don't... I think it's a cool thing that the way we do it in the States, to ha- let yeah. sexes have their own privacy, but it, the, the issue has now become, like, transgender. Not the issue, but, like, the, the differentiating factor. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Some people just do it for attention. Like, they just want the attention to be like, oh, you know, transgender, treat me as such, and then they just want to go viral. They want that immediate gratification. Like, they're not even doing it for the actual purpose to... Is that what you think it is across the board? Yeah, most of it. Because I think the people that are transgender or that are homosexual or that are gay or whatever, I don't think they care for people's opinions. It's like me asking you, do you live on people's opinions solely? You'd be like, no, man, I'm living my life. I want to be the best that I, who I can be at my goals, at my success. Yeah, I think them too. I don't, I think if somebody's really gay, they're not going to want all this weird stuff going on. I think they just want to live their life. And I think that's how it's always been. These other people just want to, like, cause attention. Like, and because the U.S. is so awesome, they're just giving that attention. Maybe. I think, though, that there, there's just, like, a transition in the way that humanity is right now, I think. But for what? I don't know why. No, I, don't, but, I didn't, I didn't well, ask for it. None of us did. I don't know. But I'm telling you, dude, I've met mm-hmm. so many people that, dude, some people sound wild the way they talk about their transgender, like, uh, feelings and, and who, they, who they are as a person. But ultimately, at the end of the day, why do I have to, like, provide you with your self-gratification? Because no one does that for me, mm-hmm. you know? No one goes, hey, Tyler, you know what? Look like you've been working out. You look like you're doing good. Are you eating good? Mm. No one gives a fuck. <laughs> no one's ever asked me. I'm in the public six to seven days a week, uh. you know? 
I ask other people that kind of shit. Yeah, but... But I'm, what I'm saying is, is why do we have to play into so much about wh- what your self-identity is when no one... Sh- you're shaping your own self-identity and you have the freedom to do so. But I'm not supposed to help you shape your your sense of identity, bro. Mm-hmm. Unless it's just iron sharpening iron, iron and we have good conversations, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm not supposed to like literally tell you how to fucking be or like look at you like I have my way of viewing if you're a man or a woman, Alfredo. Like I just look at you like, dude, you're a human. Yeah, you know, you're a person. And yeah, you got a masculine ass energy about you, but I look at you as a human. I try to do that across the board. And I kind of feel like that's what some people are saying, you know? That's why we fall on that side where we're like, hey, dude, we're just trying to see people as humans. But when you start trying to change grammar and you try to act like male and female are just a construct, it is not. It is biology. And and we didn't choose that. Nobody chose that. But if you feel about how you feel and you feel like since you've always felt maybe you're different, that's cool too, man. I want people to have the freedom to do that because if we suppress it too much, it becomes a problem, I think. Yeah, but see, the thing is that those people that truly are like that, they're not the virtue signaling people. I hear you though, you know, and that, I think most people yeah, see that. Yeah, you know, like they genuinely. But every just human's want to be got a different way of going about mm-hmm. their circumstances, you know. And if and and also in the United States, if it wasn't free to like go have a fucking my dog farted, dude. Can you yeah, smell yeah, it? I can't smell it, bro. It stinks. I know it was her. Oh, I now fart. No, now I smell it. Dang, Lila. You threw me off topic even. Shit. Hey, but talking about identity, man, I'm not in a suit today. Yeah, I know. I like that. I think that uh, you look relaxed today. I was going to save that to like maybe the 100th episode or something like that of wearing like just my regular clothes. But You look like you're off the radar today. So I kind of do that. I like that. I do that. I want to be completely... um, because some people actually don't, like, they, they only want me to approach them when I'm under that character. And I've only developed that character. I, I didn't know that. I was just dressing to what I thought was my ultimate best for my sales, what I do. But then after that, I've noticed that there's a certain way you carry yourself with the suit and, and the way you have to act and the way you treat people and how uh, you're always supposed to be open to people and, you know, their needs. And um, I've noticed that there's there's... A character development that went with that that's now in the works for about what going on to 10 years and i've noticed that and out of 10 years of wearing the suit every single day i've noticed that I, people want to talk to me either in the suit out of the suit they want nothing to do with me or sometimes they don't they don't talk to me just as well they don't take me as seriously just as well they don't think my my conversation is the same thing when i mean by character it's not like i mean like oh you're faking a person but it's like it, it really has to be like you know there's different rules like, there's different rules yeah, yeah of course different there's rules yeah there's different stuff like that so it's like i was gonna say that honestly i kept on thinking about it. i was like man should i wear a suit to tyler's today and i knew you, you weren't feeling that well and i was like man should i even i was like i don't know i, I don't even know if i might do it or not and you know depending on how you feel and i was like should i get into a suit i was like i'll save that for the 100th episode to be more relaxed and it'll be different but i figured for the, the 100th episode or something grandiose i have to be in a suit like yeah yeah, yeah. Hey, like, if you're trying to come back for the 100th yeah. episode that's what you're saying yeah. i'm down bro we got you scheduled in bro no, for the yeah. 100th episode no, but, you gotta but, be the person that yeah comes on. but not 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 only just that man i want to be in the suit but it's like everybody a little bit like you know it's like I'm gonna what t- do you mean everybody? Like, like, um, 
maybe the hundredth episode and have like we we could do it and maybe you could ha- I'll make Ray come and actually at least say something and then like we could do stuff. You mean talk about Ray Balderas? Yes, come on. I'm telling you. I'm on. telling you. Yeah, like like certain things, man. Maybe like uh my 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 mail guy. He's got some cool stories. Your mail, mail guy. guy. Yeah. He's really cool. I dude. got a buddy that works for the mail mail yeah, company. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. USPS. USPS. Hell yeah. They have some good stories. It's just a, it's grandiose, man. You're you're closing up on on a hundred episodes and you're doing really good. Nah, we're not there yet. We got to keep rolling though. I'm so grateful that you came through today. You're almost there. Like, keep like it rolling, you, know? you know, I hear this from people when they say like, "Oh, I need to do this" or "I need to do this." Nobody does it. First of all, they don't do it because they, it, it, one thing is to do, one thing is to say, and then another thing is to do. What do you mean? What are you talking about? Elaborate. Or, or, or like they'll say like, oh, I need to do a podcast. Uh-huh. But they don't know what effort and work goes into it. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff to do. So yeah. I hear that from everybody. Nobody does that that I know, except for you, Tyler. So yeah. It's, it's, it's actually a thing. Like, I'd like, like to meet other people. I want to go on other people's podcasts too, because then it could, I could shout out mine. I'll, 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 I was telling Ray, I was like, hey, man. Because he, he kind of, like, started when he has one episode, he was just talking a bunch of, like, nothingness into, like, a little bit. It was kind of interesting. I watched it. But I was telling him, because he asked me, he's like, you should do something like that because you talk to quite a bit about people. And I told him, I was like, I would, but I, I jump in too deep to everything. Because uh-huh. I, I see you, and then you have your school, you have your work, and you have this, and you have to maintain everything about the house. Yeah. I can't do that. I know I'm exhausted all the time. No, do you see what I mean? Straight up, I'm just trying to make it all piece together. Yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then I have certain hobbies, man. I like like last last weekend I went to the junkyard. There was a car that was really similar to mine, so I was there all day just removing parts that I needed for my car. I was yeah. so stoked. And so I have hobbies. So it's like okay, you have to. I don't want to spread myself too thin and then not enjoy it. My hobbies are kind of like the garden, though, yeah. and stuff. So it's kind of like it all works together for me. But I mean, but this is also effort. You know, we were talking earlier about about. It's not hobbies. exhausting. It's 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 it energy. takes a lot of energy. Yeah. But as long as I'm taking care of myself and I feel like it's actually doing me good and I feel good about what I'm doing, yeah. everything is good. You know? Yeah, and I don't and I don't want to put myself to where it's like I make it like I put work on my shoulders. Hey, now I see it. As I feel well. you, dude. Yeah, yeah. Does, does that make sense? Yes, I do. Yeah. So then I was like, no, I was like, I'll, I'll be, I'll be Tyler's guest, and I'll, I'll do that. I was like, but for me to actually venture in and try and do that, I was like, no, I don't even own the laptop. Well, see, like gardening, I feel like often that's what people. I, it turned into that. That it turned into this for me at one point. Like I love doing it as a hobby. I'd hella get too ahead of myself, plan a bunch of shit. It becomes work, bro. It does. If you don't look at it like fun, and if you don't look at the work like part of the enjoyment of the process, you won't do it. Gardening you know? is fun. It is fun, but it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It depends on how you do it. You and there's a lot of learning. There's yeah. a learning curve, bro, big time. Like you know what you can and cannot do, how to plant, how to d- deal with weed control when you're not trying to spray fucking herbicides and shit on your plants and or, shit. Or pruning. Yeah, all that stuff, bro. Keeping things, yeah, on lock, water, irrigation. You know what I mean? You learn all this stuff over time, right? But there was a point where I just felt like, damn, dude, this just feels like work. Like, I am its bitch. Mm -hmm. Instead of, I'm making this happen with my manipulation, but I'm trying to not manipulate it too much, right? I want it to have this natural essence. Well, I learned that over the last couple years. I got real more specific about it. But now I learned more than ever that the work is part of the enjoyment of the process because mm. you put in that work and you feel good about it and you actually get to eat and reap what you sow, it's literally. Like, yeah, and you it's, know? it's like doing the whole podcasting. It's it's effort. 
And, and, and even if not that many people listen to it, yeah. I like it. I have all these recorded conversations for me to look back on, for myself even, bro. Yeah, man. I even talked to the guys you at, know? The, at the, the hardware store, and they haven't done episodes. And it's like, well, why not? Christian has, yeah, but yeah. I know. I've tried yeah. to have. Well, and, yeah. and Adam and Juan, yeah. they've been on one yeah. time. Yeah. 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 But it, most most guys, I, I don't think, I don't know why they don't want to come on. I think, I think it's just like, it's a weird thing. It's kind of like a nervous thing. And I'm not paying anyone to come on. So it's kind of like, what's the incentive other than to like be on Tyler's podcast? You know what I mean? But see, this, that's the whole thing, man, to where it's like, it, it, there shouldn't be, there's, um, I can see it more being out of fear because it's a new. And it you, is a new. And you've given me a new. That's what it's like. I'm, I'm, I'm an older dude, man. I'm 37. So it's like, there's a lot of difficulties to come across of a new. Yeah. So it's really fascinating to like you giving me a new. Yeah. You know, it's one of those experiences where it's like, oh, I could do that. Yeah. I didn't know I was that important to do that. Yeah. You made me that important to actually come and do that. Yeah. It's irrelevant about money. It's the whole thing to where it's like, you know, where, where else could you do something like this? Or, you know, yeah. it, it's an experience. Yeah. It's like to me, it's like when they tell me, it's like, oh, I should. But but Ray, Ray was honest. He's like, no, I'm kind of nervous because what if it, you know, but I understand because even the first time we were talking about that, I was like, oh, that would be really interesting for me to actually do a podcast. But then I, I was thinking about, I was like, man, what if I don't know what to say? Just because I freeze. Yeah. It's stage fright. Some people do, you know, but then that's fine. You know, we can take a break if that's the case. You know, some people, they come on, they get too fucking high on weed and they forget what they're saying. I even do that sometimes. But the reality is, is like, you just kind of keep it rolling. And I feel like that's life, bro. That's communication. You keep it rolling. Even if you go on a tangent and you go, wait, what was I saying? You can come back around. Does it really matter if you have to remember exactly what you were saying? You know, I think expressing each other, maybe if we didn't have to do it with words and, and it'd be so exhausting sometimes, would be better. But people pay people to listen to them talk about their problems. And they pay them a lot. Yeah. Per hour. And you have to go schedule it out. Yeah. You have to maybe take medication. Not, not only and you that. pay someone to yeah. listen to you talk about what the fuck is freaking you out. Not only Instead, that, we care. should do that with each other all the time because it is a very expensive mm. thing and the system is broken in that area. Yeah, and they you know don't care. I mean? They don't care. They'd, and, and they're, yeah, it's a job. Yeah, it's I mean, a job. they care, yeah. but they're just a job. They can't care too much. They have to have a disconnection from the moment you walk out that door. No, plus you it's know? like, Okay, so friends don't do that to each other. We remain connected somehow, yeah. right? Like so, even if we have a weird vibe, like dang, that might that guy might take his life or some shit. You know, when you see him, you go, hey, you doing all right, bro? I care about you. You know, well, see I mean? the, the whole the whole thing about that psychologist or you know whatever. It's like I I really find it familiarized like with people that are like uh, palm readers. Yeah, it's the same thing, man. I yeah. went I went to a psychologist or whatever, and then I think whatever information I fed them, they just kind of like gave me a almost a rational view of what I just said. And it's like, what, what's happening here? I just went in a circle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What am I paying this guy to do? Yeah. It's like, it makes no sense. But, you know, and I find, I, you know, there's a book called, like, I think it's like Palm Reading for Dummies or something like that. It's the same uh, thing. Yeah. You want to be a psychologist? Go get that book. The same thing. You know, and, the, and I feel like that's a struggle with people that struggle with mental health concerns of any kind, right? Because I know I have. And I've tried all those routes. I've tried to go to a therapist. I've tried certain medications with a, a psychiatrist. I've tried things, bro. And what I'm doing now works best. 
But I'll tell you, there was times where I was so desperate and people would tell me, well, you really need to try therapy then because you're not trying. You're not putting in the work, Tyler. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, but I have to go pay someone yeah. and I have to a drive to money. Fresno because it's, it's the only place my insurance will do it for. Yeah. So I have to drive to Fresno, make time out of my day, not getting paid. So I have to take a day off every week to go do this. That's my whole day is mm. going to this hour session pretty much and then going shopping and coming back home. Yeah. You know, And then you leave there talking about all these problems, crying, and then, oh, time's up. You know, and then you leave there going, fuck, I really did not ventilate as much as Nothing. I thought. And this guy was a nice guy, but he said exactly what I already said. Uh, he just repeated it back to me. Mm. And then it started turning into this, now you have to think about how your childhood was and all this stuff. And it's like, motherfucker, that's <laughs> not what's affecting me right now. Like, yeah. I know you want to dig deep, but can't we do that like later down the road? Yeah. Right now, I need to figure out what's going on right now. Right now. And then we can move back. Yeah, like, okay? Neutralize me right now. So I feel like it makes people feel like it's hopeless unless they just feel like that's what helps them. And if that helps you, handle it. Do it. You know, but I'm just saying, if you're out there, and you felt like you've tried those things and it didn't work and you felt like how I felt, I think that's pretty common. And I think it's kind of a broken system. And that's why I'm a big fan of talking things out. Even if it's not like you're trying to tell someone and cry yeah. and yeah. tell them what's going on, you know, just, you just could human get something out. Just human interaction, dude. Just, just get it out, dude. It's, it's, like, just, it it really know. is healing. It really is healing. I've been, you know, I've heard, I, I hear just about all your latest podcasts and uh, I, I I hear what you said and then you, you feel that well and you're going through things and you know, and I understand because it's like I went through the same stuff. And it's not something that I had an answer to or I can say like, oh, this is my problem. There's nothing I can say is my problem. Yeah. Nor nor I could say like, oh, I feel like this because I don't know what that feeling was. I just, the only way I could honestly describe to it is like I wasn't feeling well. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Yeah. It took me a very long time to where it, I kind of forgot about it. I forgot about it. Now I think it was like kind of silly, but then it's like, oh, that's right. I was in that hole. And now I see it as like being in a hole, like you're in a hole and I could, uh, I could empathize with you because I understand that feeling. There's almost like a sense of no help. And let me tell you a story because this felt like no help. I was really depressed, bro. Right. I tried to talk to certain people. My wife, I mean, she would listen to me, but it, you know, it's different. It's weird. Yeah. Like it, it's not weird talking to her. She's great. I'm just saying it's weird how depressed I would get and how yeah. I didn't know what I needed to help me not think about how fucking, you know, yeah. how minuscule I am on this planet. You know, you, you deal yeah. with such humbling things that you realize and you have to get over. You have to realize that, like, you're so concerned about how your life's going and how you got to, you know, walk the line and all this stuff. But yet you also don't want to just act like it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You have to live this fine line. The point is, though, is like I remember being held depressed, bro. I called one of those hotlines, bro, right? Oh, like a yes, fucking yes, yes, depressed yes. I know which you're talking uh, about. suicide yeah, hotline, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And yeah. this shit was in Utah, bro, right? Yeah. Like, I didn't even know. And they're talking to me. And then this lady, like, she's like, Tyler, I need to know where you live. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, you know, I thought we were just going to, you were just listening to me for a second, please. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just want to talk some shit out. You know what I mean? No one will listen to me. And I don't want to burden someone else right now when they're working and yeah. call them, hey, man, I need to talk about this right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so... Which the problem with me doing that too was that I would wait too long to talk about what was going on with me. I didn't take advantage of the scenarios. Plus, it was 2020 where people weren't supposed to get close and have yeah. conversations. Yeah, You're supposed yeah. to be socially distant, right? Yeah. Made me feel like alone, bro. So anyways, I'm on the phone, bro. And all of a sudden the doorbell rings. <sighs> and the cops are at my house now. Jesus. I didn't feel better. No. I felt terrified. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have a shirt on. I opened the door. Uh, they said, hey, Tyler, come out here. I knew my name already. You yeah, know, it was some, it was one of the guys was someone that remembered me from high school. He was younger than I was and he was a cop. 
and they're just talking at me. I'm sitting on the ground. I go, can I go put a shirt on? They're like, no, it's better if you just sit here. Yeah. So I'm fucking just sitting there, just been crying and shit on the phone. Yeah. And they're like, they're just standing there making sure I'm good, asking random questions that they're not writing any of these answers down, which is probably better. But then because someone from the county has to come out and give me paperwork so that way I can go to a therapist near me. So I have to wait outside for like an hour and a half just sitting there. Yeah. Super cold. Super cold. Yeah. Super weird. Did not help. No, you know, and I'm not saying they weren't aggressive, yeah. thank God, no, no, no. Yeah. but it was not helpful. Yeah, it's it not. made me feel like, wow, my sis, this system yeah. is so broken to where I can't even talk, I can't even do that ever again, ever yeah. again, never did again. No, you yeah. know, and I feel like people have been in that scenario, I'm sure, and it makes them feel uncomfortable. And, yeah, and I'll, t- I'll tell you a story growing up. So I was a kid, right? Um, and I was a young kid. I don't, I don't even know how old I was. So my mom never. When I was young, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I can't explain what she was going through. What she was not, but she just didn't want like me. She didn't want me around. She didn't want me to be there. And uh, she, uh, I guess, I acted up or something. And she was just tired of me. I don't know. Like you know, I don't know if it was because of you know she dated different dudes, and she uh, she literally made me call the police department so they could just come get me and just take me forever. Her belief. And her mind was like, you could do that here in the United States because she's Mexican. To people that you just don't want no more. Like, oh, come get them. I, don't, I no longer would. So then I was like, fine, you know, I'll do that. I It was so difficult for me to do that, Tyler. I thought that phone call would have been cool. Like, I was just telling them and, and then I'm telling them, like, you know, my, my mom doesn't want me. And then, like, as the words slowly came out, like, it, I got so choked up. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, like, I can't finish these sentences, like, these words. I just, I just can't. So I was, I was just crying to where it's like, to know, it's like, you're not wanted. And not just by her. Like, you're not wanted by anybody. I had no other family, no nothing. It's like, nobody wants you. Like, and when I said earlier, like, my mom broke my heart. She was the first person to do that. Like, and then that was just forever. Like, everything seems like a lesser degree on that. I'm cool with her now. And it's just because... I'm older now, and I know that one day she won't be alive. So then it's like, I don't want her to, you know, live out the rest of her life knowing like, oh, you know, I screwed up, you know, or whatever. But it's like, there's some, you know, there's some difficult things, man, to where like you have conversations. Luckily, it's like the police department, they're like, you know, you can't do that. Well, back then, like, I don't know, in the 90s, it's like, you can't just do that. Like, what, what do you mean? Go pick you up because she's... So they tell her and they tell her, like, you know, you just can't do that. And they pretty much just hang up. It's like, stop wasting her time. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if that made things better for me or not. But, I mean, she yeah. just always never really wanted me around. She, I would always have conflicts. Um, conflicts out in the streets. Uh, you know, going back home. I, I told her I got into that fight with my uh, my sister's boyfriend's dude. That dude was about, I don't know, 10 to 15 years older than me. I was 14 years old. He's like 30 years old. And then uh, I ended up hitting him with the baseball bat. And that was scary. You know, those are scary scenarios that you live through. So it's like there's problems out, you know, in the world. The reason why Alfredo hit someone in the head with a baseball bat is because the guy was all methed out and beating up his fucking family. Yeah. And he felt like he had to because this guy would not go down. Yeah, he he was highly methed. He broke the door to get in. He uh, was no, all methed out, dude. Yeah. He was meth raging, bro. He was on meth. Yeah. He was on meth. He, uh, you know, 
at that time my well my mom's boyfriend he was too scared of him and then she he kicked her i remember he kicked her and she fell she fell inside my little brother's kiddie pool and she was holding my premature niece and uh it was all bad man and it's and i still to this day i get a visceral reaction from that because it's like man that's your family there's another thing to where like this dude means nothing to you and it's just like a street fight type deal and then you just go and you leave but then it's like but i remember that and i remember this dude when he was when i was already in cuffs he just kept on yelling at me he was gonna come back and kill me so then i was like oh i'm so happy i'm going to jail because i figured it's like that distance yeah that distance you know because i'm 14 i'm going to juvenile hall He's a lot older. I don't know what I could care less, if you, you know, whatever. I basically, you know, long story short, the chief of police, like, they let me off and, you know, scot-free. Because you were defending your family and yourself. Yeah, yeah. self-defense. But then the fear set in towards, like, oh, he can't come back and kill me. Like, yeah. you know, I was like, what's going to protect me now? Like, now these people think I could stand up to this guy and it's like, who's going to protect me? But nobody ever protected me. So then to me, I was like, you know, I had to figure it out. And, you know, I don't know if it worked for my benefit or not, but it was never the same after that. Like, it was never the same. My mom never really liked me much after that. I don't, I don't know. You know, afterwards, I kind of learned, like, you know, hierarchy levels work in different groups. So I guess if you now become the new dominant figure there, I don't like using the word alphas or nothing like that. But now if you know that you're the one that everybody's like now out for you you know and i didn't i i don't know if because usually my mom would be the first line she's the one to talk she's the one so it's like i don't know if she she kind of felt like okay so now he thinks he calls the shots or now something but they pretty much pushed me i get what you're saying it was like a power dynamic change because it was like oh shit this this young man could fucking really defend everyone and end it all or at least willing to go there Willing to go there. Yeah, willing to go there. And see, that was my whole thing to where then after that, I was I was really spooked out. And I totally understand to where it's like sometimes you just kind of want to talk. It was a weekday, so I go I go to school the next day, right? And yeah. And I'm talking to, my, talking to my best friend. His name's Hector. So I told him what happened. He's like, holy shit, dude, why aren't you in jail? Like, why are you here? Like, like he honestly thought. Like, he was like spooked out. But, man, like he... I, I don't know about him, but he always had the right thing to say. Yeah. And I don't know why, because it's like there's, he would, like, when I mean the right thing to say. Yeah. Like, he would be like, nah, man, well, I got you. I got you. Like, just something like that. Like, don't worry about it. Like, hey, that's fine. That's fine. Like, he just those little things to where it's like, fuck, you're crazy. And he's like, oh, okay, I understand. Like, that's fine, man. I was like, well, tell, tell me what happened. And then I was like, all right. I'll be there. Like, he would always be like, just those little things. Like, just enough to where you feel like you're not alone. Yeah. Like, you're not alone. Like Because we can't really take away any of these feelings from anybody yeah. or each other or anything. Yeah, like, like I, didn't, I, I didn't want him. But the reassurance. Yeah. Like, like I, it's going to be okay. Yeah. There's time to go on past this. Yeah. We're all in this. It sucks. You're not crazy for yeah. thinking that. Yeah. You and, know? And, and so he would tell me these little things to where it's like, no, nah, man, well... If he said that, screw that, man. I'll, I'll go over there. I'll, I'll go over there. I have, I have buddies, you know, whatever. It's like, he, just a little thing to where it's like, it made me feel so much better that it made me value him more towards like, nah, man, I don't even want this guy to touch you because now you're worth more to me. So I'll put up more of a fight if it happens. Because now it's like, I just need that little oomph, you know? Yeah. 
Because right now, it's like, I'm alone. Yeah. I'm alone. Like, I'm a target. I'm alone. And he would tell me these little things. And I was like, fuck. But it was, it was, there were quite crazy situations after that. And sure enough, man, I mean, they ended up accepting this dude. Like, they ended up taking him back and somehow just pushed me out. You mean the crazy dude that you beat the fuck up? Yeah. Yeah. All methed out and then he got baseball batted. Yeah. yeah. And then they all liked him still. Yeah. Knowing... Because he, he weaseled his way back in somehow? Knowing that this dude... When somebody tells you they're going to take your life... Like, it's serious, man. Right? Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I would not <laughs> take that lightly, bro. I would not take that lightly. Yeah, when somebody... I've never said that to anyone, bro. No, when somebody tells you, I'm going to take your life, it's like... It's like you eating a piece of cake and it's like... No, because of him, you'll never eat again. You'll never have your favorite thing again. You'll never hug your wife again. You'll never do this again. You'll never smell this scent again. Because of some fool yeah. getting all messed he's, out. He's going to do it. Kicking people he, and he, shit that are yeah. pregnant or have babies in their yes. hands. Yeah. Yeah. So and like, then it's still mad because he got beat up. Like, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then he, so it's like, you know. They, That's radical, dude. It's a, it's a wild story and that happened, man. And it's like, and I remember going through all that. And uh, I guess that does shape you, man. But a lot, I honestly thought I was scared when I moved out. Because I remember when I moved out, uh, I was really you have certain every uncertainty is out there right so then i was like well am i willing to do that or just stay here but then i was like oh well there's no more option because the option on the table that i was put i couldn't keep like oh you keep on doing this and now you have to be submissive and it's yeah i you know how can i do that if everybody's picking on me like what am i supposed to do and it's like not even like picking towards like oh no they're you know what are you supposed to do if somebody that's like cracked out on meth comes into your house so I was like, okay, cool. So I just grabbed my backpack and, and I left. And then that was it, man. I just, that was that was the beginning of this. And of that what? was of, of me. Yeah. Of me now. That was the beginning of my whole growth. I was 16 when I left and um and I remember I was really I was really scared. And uh, I noticed that a lot of stuff became easier. When you're just fending for yourself, it's a lot easier. And then nobody really picks on you because, you know, they weren't really picking on me. They were picking on them. But that was a, that was a long time ago, man. And I think about stuff like that towards like that. Yeah. I was really scared of that moment because then I thought it's like, man, I just unleashed the dragon upon them. And if I'm gone, what happens then? Yeah. And I thought about that. I was like, man, what did I just do? Why did I do that? But yeah, we uh we go down through some crazy uh crazy roads. Yeah. Yeah, but that was wild, man. You don't want to deal with somebody that's all cracked up. No. No, no one does, bro. Straight up. <laughs> yeah, I remember that, man. It's like I was so happy that uh I had got com- uh handcuffed. I was like, "Okay, cool. So I'm in handcuffs. You're going to, you know, keep me away from this guy." No. Out you go. <laughs> that's probably better though. Yeah, no, but I, but I understand what you mean, man. Sometimes you're in the hole, you call somebody, and it's just, it's just, it makes things difficult. And sometimes you just need to know that you're just kind of not alone. Yeah. Most of the time, I feel like that's, that I felt very alone, even though I'm not even alone in the house. Like, mm-hmm. I felt very alone, you know? And I think that's that stems from a very, I don't know, like, self-centered society. Like, you know, and I, I don't blame people. We all have to think about what's best for ourselves, you know what I mean? But I feel like there's an interconnectedness that we're lacking 
and not everybody. There's a lot of people that love being interconnected. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like around here, it feels very disconnected maybe. It's just maybe that's the way I feel about it. But, but I feel like humans are supposed to talk about shit that's going down and not feel so distant, you right. know. And literally we're socially distancing all the time, right? Like we're literally distant. We're not physically distancing. We're socially distanced. The verbiage mattered. I feel like now we're all in our head. You could spend, dude, hours on your phone just death scrolling down TikTok like people do or or Instagram or Twitter. You know, people just death scroll. They're just looking for something. That's real time going by. That's not, re- And I feel like that when I do it, bro. I feel like, wow, that's real time going by. Even though I'll be all sucked into a video or some shit. See, see the thing about stuff like that is like uh, negativity sells the most. So that's all it is. So you're death scrolling. It's all negativity more than likely. Mm-hmm. That and ads. Yeah. 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 So it's like. Speaking of ads, we got to go to an ad break yeah. by yours truly. In three, two. This episode of the Symbiosis Now podcast is sponsored by Alfredo Vargas over at Academy West Insurance in Reedley and Orange Cove, California, of course. If you're in the local area and you're looking for insurance, that's the guy to go to. I don't know what the fuck you're doing just sitting around going, oh, I don't know, maybe uh, farmers because I see the commercial. Nah, this man right here will provide you with great rates. He takes payments super easily and he offers, obviously, this great insurance that we all need while we're out there driving or boating or renting or you're worried about. What else you worried about? You need insurance for something else? We got a lot of worries in the world if you didn't notice. But let Alfredo quell your worries over there. Academy West Insurance. The one-stop shop for all your insuring needs. Call Alfredo up right now at 559-638-3800. And be sure to tell him that you heard about him on the Symbiosis Now podcast so he can set you up with your insuring needs ASAP. That's Academy West Insurance. My boy, Alfredo Vargas over there, looking sharp in the suit. Hit him up. What are you still doing? Listening to a fucking podcast or something? We're back. That's an awesome ad. That is a good ad. Yeah, you're really good at the ads. Thanks, bro. Yeah, seriously. That's like, something I'm really working good. on. Even, even like the first... I know you modified the first one to the second one, but uh, bravo. I could do another one. You don't, I mean, honestly, like, even the first one, the first one you did was fantastic. The second one, I even like it. <laughs> what do you, uh, this, the one that you just ran right now, I says, what the fuck are you doing? Listening to a podcast? Uh-huh. I, I, that's really cool, man. Yeah, I, I really try like to be clever. Like I don't know. But we were also talking about, while we were playing that ad, that you ate cannabis one time and you had a, oh, bad, yes, a bad situation. Yes, like yes. an allergic reaction of some kind. Okay, so I'll tell you the whole story. So, at about... This happened when I became single. So I was about, you know, heading into my 26s. I was 25. So then I was like, okay, what's my thing? You know, I I was one of those people who were like, okay, I I don't really, I don't really, you know, I don't drink. Uh I don't really do much. So I was like, what's my thing? Like, you know, what's my thing? I got. I mean, like, what's your substance to use? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's my, what's my poison? Yeah. 
pick mm-hmm. my poison. So yeah. I'm out there. It's like I have to do something. There's liquor stores, and I see cool guys going to liquor stores. You know, like what's my thing? Like what am I gonna be into? Like am I gonna smoke cigarettes? Yeah. Like wh- what am I gonna find in a liquor store that's 18 and over, 21? That you know, what am what am I? You know, what am I supposed to do? So I was like, man, I, I really don't like drinking. I just don't like the flavor. I don't like the taste. I don't like the feeling. I like feeling at 150% when I work out. That kind of like leads me a little bit less. I don't become social when I'm under the influence of alcohol. Really? Anti-social. Yeah, man. Like Still to this day? Till this day. Like oh, you, wow. like if, if I was under the influence of alcohol, I could not talk to you, Tyler. It's not because I could, I don't want to. It's because I, I don't feel like I can give you 100% of me. If I can't give you 100% of me, man, I'm not going to try that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Like, like I'm going to be like, hey, Tyler, I'm I'm like a little bit drunk. You know, uh, how about I sober up and I talk to you some other time? And it's not like in a disrespectful way. It's just because I don't think I owe you a lesser degree to me to, you know, try to be, you know, sharing this interactions in every way with you. So it's like, I can't, man. It makes me feel like, like, like timid. Like, I don't know. But it, it really throws me off my A game. Cause I'm really, I like being outspoken. I like being, you know, even to strangers, like conversationalists. I'll say what's up to people. So alcohol, like, is a depressant then for you? Correct. Like it, yeah, like, yeah, depressant like it should be. Yeah, yeah. So it's a depressant, like quite a bit actually. Like I would not, I, I could not interact with very many people. I was actually talking to one of my coworkers that really helped me out at work not too long ago with this dilemma that I had, and she was asking me. She's like, "So you don't drink at all?" And I was like, "No." I was like, it actually kind of like, I was like, if I, if I were to see you and if I was, I was like, I, I cannot say hi to you. I was like, I would, it's not in a bad way, but it's like, if I can't, if I can't give you a hundred percent of me, my interaction, I was like, I feel like I'm shorting you. So I, I won't do it. I was like, so I, I can't even do it. So I was like, okay, if alcohol is making me feel that way, I was like, I don't think alcohol is my thing. Yeah. But if, if people find it enjoyable, then go ahead, go right on and do it. So then I was like, okay, maybe the next step would be what marijuana. So I was like, I'm going to try some cannabis. So, you know, I tried smoking it and uh, out of what? Uh, What'd you, how'd you smoke it? Like you rolled it up in a J? Yeah. Yeah. In a joint. And it kind of alone? Yeah. And you just lit up? Yeah. Your first time? Yeah. That's hard, bro. Fucking <laughs> hard. Bro. What the fuck? Yeah, so so I go do it like Dude, don't 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 lie. There's probably a lot of smokers listening, but you listener, I'm sure that you remember the first couple times you smoked, everyone wanted to be together. Most people didn't want to smoke alone because they they felt like it was a social like upbringing thing, like, you know, and some people be like, "You get stoned alone? That's fucking down." <laughs> like when we were teenagers and shit, but I've been a loner stoner for yeah. a long time. Well, for me it was like an experiment, man. And yeah. I, and I I know that you're into experiment so it's like you you rule out the variants, right? So yeah, I figure yeah, yeah. it's like I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna see if I get it. Variable variable isolation. Oh, there you go. There you yeah. go. There you go. Mm-hmm. So so big I'm gonna, part of our life. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm gonna rule it out. I'm gonna see if this makes me feel good. So you know I I I bought some from mm, one of my old coworkers. So he gives me the stuff. He uh he gives it to me what looks like in a pill bottle. Uh-huh. Yeah, so so I was like, all right, cool. So I pay him for it, and I was like, so what do I do with it? He's like, well, you know, you could. Do it. I was like, well, it's not in a joint, so 
I was like, well, I don't know how to make them into joints. You, I was like, I'll pay you. You join them up for me, whatever you want. And, you know, whatever. As long as I get a couple joints out of this. Yeah. I was like, whatever. So I ended up, this whole ordeal might have cost me like close to 50 bucks. So, like, I think for I For, like, two joints? Two joints. Oh, no. He robbed you, son. No, but it's like, that's fine. You know? Whatever, yeah. It's not yeah, a career. Yeah. It's not a career for me. So I was like, to me, it's like, that's fine. As long as I'm all taken care of and, you know, I'm cool. So he gives me the stuff. I go home. I wait for the weekend. And then... I smoke. Yeah. But what if I then at that moment I didn't it's like what is smoking? <laughs> so you just lit it up. I just lit just it like, up. I'm gonna blaze up. Yeah. Where were you? I was at this house that I used to rent in Danuba. So you were just alone inside or outside? I was outside. Like on the porch or something? Yeah, on the porch. So you're just like Yeah. And then nothing. Nothing? And then Didn't nothing. Feel anything. And then nothing. And then the second joint, then nothing. And then nothing. And then nothing. That's interesting. <laughs> So nothing, right? So then... Do you so, think that was because you were alone? Because sometimes when you go out in the public all of a sudden, you have to act normal when you're not in your no, sacred I, no, no, home no. space? I had no side effects. Okay, that's no, interesting. I bro. had no side effects. I felt no differently. I had, it's like, you, we just ate right now some Costco uh, chicken bakes, right? I felt the same way. Like, we, we had an instant, we ate, and now we feel the same. Uh-huh. So I smoked, and before and then after, and I felt exactly the same way. So then I was like, huh. So then what I do, I try it again the very next day. Did you inhale? Yeah. Well, okay. I think I did. You got to be like, <sighs> yeah. you know, like really so inhale. I, I, so I tried every various ways of intaking this But I think air. even if you didn't inhale, bro, if you puffed it in your mouth a lot, like you still get high, dude. Because you've got that smoke in your mouth that absorbs yeah, into your yeah, gums. Yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, I was touching with my mouth and, you know, breathing it in and out or whatever, but nothing. So I tried the next day. Yeah, I, I bought some more and nothing. So then I was like, huh. So then like a few months go by and a few months go by and then one of my friends from high school. And you're still fiending for your vice in life. You're like, I don't know what makes me feel good. Right? So you're still like no, thinking no, about no, it. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not fiending no more. I'm well, not fiending. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, no, like no, looking, searching, searching for that. Searching that, for that, 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 that poison. Yeah. No, I'm, it, well, get, yeah, kind of, but. I figured out that I'm really good, like, you know, capitalistic ways. Mm-hmm. So some people don't find it correct. Like, they think maybe, oh, you're money hungry, money driven or whatever. But that's my advice. It gets you high and shit. Yeah. 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 It's a journey. Yes. I hear you. It gets, but, so, it gets, so you smoke these joints and then you had somehow ended up with, like, an edible of some kind? Okay. So that my second experience, I tried smoking it again. Nothing. Third experience, I ran into uh, one of my friends from high school. She, sm- she smokes it. So then I was like, okay, so I'll get a tutorial from her. Yeah, what I do wrong, right? Yeah, so I so I get a tutorial from her. During that time, I had a roommate too, so he's there that night. And again, my best friend uh, Hector, he uh, he ends up living with me. Shout out to Hector, man. Yeah, it, it's crazy, man. We end up living together because now he's out and about, and I actually come back into the picture in in my hometown of Salma, and I notice that he's just living at home, still kind of like with broken heart. And I'm like, hey, dude. I'm renting out this place in, in, in Dinuba with empty rooms. I don't want you sleeping, you know, in your mom's bed. Yeah. I was like, don't even pay me. Just fucking. That's what's up. Like, do your thing. Do your thing. And I know you're going to get back on your feet, man. And then, you know, you know, we'll, 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 figure, we'll figure stuff out and we'll grow together. Yeah. So he's living, he's living with me. And then we went to high school with this chick. And so she comes over and, um. And she she has some weed and she's giving us a tutorial and, and I remember Hector Hector doesn't he he drinks 
he drinks, but he doesn't smoke. He's like, man, he's like, why are you coming in here? He's pretty much scolding her, but telling like, why are you just coming around? Like, like doing degenerative things for this dude that doesn't even do nothing. Like, you know, he's like, whatever. So we start smoking, and I guess out of a Pepsi can. Ah, uh, yeah. So we do that, and she like she actually changes. So she smokes, and then she's like super high. Yeah, like a high person would be. Yeah. I try it and nothing. That's so funny. I try it and nothing, right? I do the so same weird. things that she does, and it's like nothing. So I was like, ah, whatever. So then I all sketchy out of a coke can. Bro. <laughs> yeah. That was my first time too, bro. Straight up, everybody knows, man. So so then <laughs> after so then afterwards, I try I try and uh, I guess there's alternative ways to get cannabis inside of you so then uh-huh. you could eat it right so yeah. then i was like, oh you could eat it okay so let's try i'll try and eat it so i i somebody gives me uh, it's a muffin and i guess it's it has it's laced with cannabis or whatever and then they say like cut it in quarters or whatever so then i tell my roommate and i kind of like talk him into trying it out with me so we cut it in quarters and he gets a quarter i get a quarter we eat it and nothing and I gave him the other part. So at this total, we ate half and half. Me and him, nothing. But then we don't have experience in marijuana. So nothing happened to either of us. So then we're like, okay, so nothing. So a few months go by. And I was like, man, I- I'm still at this moment. I'm still searching. So then I was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make some brownies. And also, it's probably because it's like, why, what am I doing wrong? Why does everyone else get yes! super fucking high? Yes, right? yeah. yes. So, so then I go, and um, this time I buy, I buy an ounce. Okay. I buy an ounce, and uh, I was like, all right, so this plenty. I don't know what plenty is. You know? Ounces is a lot of weed yeah. for someone that don't smoke. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know what. Like, if you don't know what something is, you don't know the value of it, you don't know the size, you don't know... You don't know the potency, yeah, You don't know yeah. anything. you just like, all right, cool. If you say that's an ounce, it's an Search your money. Thank you. Yeah. So I do that, and I get the whole thing, and I search on, on Google. How of course, to, yeah. Know, go to Google. How yeah. do you make brownies, you know, cannabis brownies, and you render it in the butter or whatever. So I put the whole ounce in there, I put all the butter in there, and then I make the brownies. And then I make two trays of brownies. So... This is how it starts. So I make the brownies, and they're hecka good. Brownies are good. I use that, what are they, Garinale chocolate or something, uh-huh. that brand. So I make it, and they're really good, man. So I'm, I'm like, I, they're they're done. They smell delicious. You can't even smell like they have anything in them. So I start eating some, and it's like, dude, these are delicious. They don't taste like nothing. It's, and I'm thinking out my head, it's like I've tried it a bunch of times. That was my fifth time. I tried it four times. Nothing, right? Right. So, so what's different this time? I'll just eat these brownies. Oh, and you know what? I missed out a step. On um, one of the previous times that I smoked, oh, that time that I smoked out of the, the Pepsi can, <laughs> I actually, uh, uh, she told me to maybe try alcohol and mix it together so then I'll get an effect from it. So oh, I drank, shit. I, I drank two Coronas. It sobered me up. That's so crazy, <laughs> It bro. sobered me up. The marijuana smoke sobered me up. It took away whatever drunk feeling that I had. <laughs> All right, so then I was like, all right, so that didn't work. Pepsi so, can confessions yes. from Alfredo. <laughs> so then I go, then, so then I go with the brownies, right? So I start eating the brownies, and they're so good, man, and they're so good. How many did you eat? Oh, okay, th- this is the thing. Because so, you made like a dozen, probably, right? I made two batches. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. So two two trays. Oh two shit. Trays. Okay. So this is the thing. So during my regular eating, I I eat I eat very low carbs. Right, so usually I'm into lean meats and vegetables. 
So when I eat something like confectionery or something processed, it tastes so good. I feel you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like when... Because you abstain. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So this is, to me, it was like... You actually like, get high off the sugar. Yes. Yeah, dude. So this stuff was like indulgent. Yeah. Like you're eating the brownies. And it's like, oh my God, this is so good. So like, I don't have a sense for what's in them, right? So I just eat it and I'm eating and I'm like there. So it's like, yeah, I'm there alone. It's like, I remember it was Friday. I was like, yeah, it's like cheat day Friday, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to me, it's like, well, I don't work till Monday. So I have all the week. I figure, okay, if something happens, I'll be okay by, you know, whatever, tomorrow or Sunday, I can recover, whatever. So I eat them and I eat them. And I was like, yeah. So then I take down a tray, right? So I was like, oh, a whole tray. A whole tray. So I'm still hungry, right? So then I was like, yeah. So I get some of the, I open the fridge, I get some milk. You ate the whole tray without milk? Uh, uh, yeah, so I get the second, like, I get, I'm telling you, man, when you, when you abstain from sweets. I feel you. Yeah, when you abstain from sweets, you could take it all. Like, you'd be surprised, like, how much junk Your body just goes yeah. into a fucking sugar coma the next day, too. Yeah, like, and, and it's funny because when you don't take very many carbs throughout the days, I'm surprised how veiny, like, vascular you get. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, I notice all my veins pop out even yeah. more, and it's like, I was like, dang. So I'm feeling like super pumped up. Uh, I was like, yeah, these brownies are delicious. I'm getting nothing from whatever's in there. At this point, I'm so high from the sugar and junk food that I don't even care if I get, you know, whatever side effect from whatever the cannabis butter that I had made. Uh-huh. I was like, I'm, I'm into the junk food more than I'm whatever. Right, right, right. So I'm drinking some milk, put some ice in the milk. I'm like, yeah, this is live. And it's getting closer to like 9 p.m. It's like, so I'm there at the house by myself. And at this point, I'm already living in the country with my roommate. And uh, he comes in and it was like, I remember it was closer to 10. And he was like, he had been working all day. And I was like, hey, man, try these. I made some. They have dirt. I made some. I put some weed in them, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, man, I had a couple beers after work in the morning. He's like, I have to go to sleep. I was like, all right, man, go to sleep. And so he goes to sleep. And then I'm in the kitchen, just having a good time, savoring everything. And I eat the second tray. And I was oh, like, well, fuck. I ate both the trays. Both the trays. Everything. Everything's gone. And you put an ounce of weed in there? The whole ounce. Okay. So so about maybe like two, like two hours go by and I hit the wall. Like seriously. Like when I mean hit the wall violently. Like I don't know. It, it's like you 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 rock it off to like a different. Well, the the. Did you see the Green Goblin? I the only thing that I could tell you that I saw that I can tell you like visual things that I saw yeah. is like, you know, Slinky the Slinky toy thing. Yeah, yeah. I felt like my eyes were like Slinkies. Oh shit. Yeah, like my eyes were like popping out, but I it, but I couldn't open my eyes because the the room was just spinning. Uh huh. Like, I had a vertigo. I had spinning. I couldn't get up because uh-huh, my uh-huh. balance was completely uh-huh. gone. So I couldn't walk. Yeah. I started gagging violently, uh-huh. like like dry heaving. You didn't I, throw up? I, I couldn't throw up no more because I had digested it. Wow. That's the only food I had gotten. And yeah, because so it went through you. Yeah. It, it went through me because especially because it's highly processed stuff. And it's then already, it's in your large intestine yes. now and it's absorbing yes. all that shit into your body. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. And because that's the only thing I had. That's what they say about mushrooms. Like if you eat a lot of mushrooms on an empty stomach, it yeah. hits you very hard. So, you know, same thing with drinking alcohol, right? On an empty stomach, it hits you very fucking hard. And that was bad. I couldn't walk. I couldn't get up. I used to, I used to, my bedroom was a really big bedroom and I used to have like a sectional couch in there and 
my bed and I remember I laid down just because I couldn't like muster the energy to make it the two steps to my bed I got super super sick I tried vomiting just so I can get it out of my stomach I couldn't throw up there's nothing yeah, in there yeah there's nothing in there I couldn't throw up I felt really bad all of a sudden my body was really really achy like my joints hurt a lot like it was really weird like a flu like flu symptoms uh-huh. exactly like flu symptoms like uh-huh. I had fever, I was nauseous, I had vertigo, I couldn't walk, I couldn't figure out how to open a door, all my strength was gone. It was a horrible experience. Horrible. Yeah. I, I wasn't better till next Thursday. So from Friday till next Thursday. What? Friday to Thursday. You just slept? No. Like, I had to go to work, and it's like, it was such a drag that I had to go to work. Oh, you just felt hella lazy and tired and shit for days, huh? But not only that, I kept on getting, like, fever, and I kept on, like, getting really sweaty. What the and fuck? I kept, I kept on, like, dry heaving throughout my work day, and I would, like, try to hide from my customers a little bit just because I couldn't function. Do you think it's because you had a sugar overdose, though, too? I No, my body can handle a lot of sugar and stuff like that. I, it's just, I don't know, man. It's, well, obviously, it was the stuff in there, and it caused a huge reaction, but I'll never, I'll never attempt that. Yeah. It was just horrible. It's just for me. Not only that, too, it's like, irregardless of what happens to my body and my injuries, I still work out every single day at least one time. Yeah. So, it's like, working out for me that second day, it was so Hard, difficult. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Lazy, huh? Felt like your body needed to rest more. Not so much as lazy. It's like I could, I, like if I would get up, I would just, I was getting these reactions to where it's like I would just like intensely try and vomit, and uh, I, I couldn't balance. And like a head. lack of motivation, kind of. Oh yeah, super. Like drives, super. super yeah, all that, all that was out the window. It's just that I was, I was literally not well. Yeah. Like, my body just didn't want to move. I just couldn't move. That's it, a it, lot of fucking pot brownies to eat, dude. That's a lot. Two packages. That's a lot, dude. <laughs> two trays. Yeah. Even if they're, like, not that potent, that's a lot of fucking brownies to eat, yeah. let alone with cannabis in them, you know? Yeah, but see them. And it's weird because it's like if you smoked a few times and then you ate this crazy amount, somewhere in the middle is probably where you <laughs> feel all right. But, like, how do you know that line, right? Other than experimenting, right? Yeah. For me, I've had different experiences. Like, you know, but that shit's radical, bro. I've heard things like that, too. And I've seen people freak out on cannabis. Yeah. I've seen people pass out from taking a dab. Yeah, which like, is like wax concentrated cannabis, you know? Yeah, like my heart. My heart was like always pounding for that whole time yeah. from Saturday because well I mean from Friday evening like from 2 a.m. where it all started all the way to like maybe Tuesday or Wednesday is when my heart rate seemed like it went back to normal because it was always just like super pounding yeah and I have a really slow heart rate for some reason huh like I'm always floating around I don't know 40 something and I heard that's not normal huh so you know and I think I have like 57 or something at a resting rate. So oh, that's that, good. I don't know. Yeah. When they told me that and they, they kind of spooked me because they're like, oh, something's wrong with your heart. You're at 40. It's like, that's why you feel like always like, it's like, what? Nah. But then I was like, no. Oh. That's interesting though because like you brought up working out and you tried to work out and you didn't have drive. Like I smoke cannabis before I work out and I work out hard. That's just me. 
that's the person that I am. It's kind of weird, right? It's like the opposite of what you deal with. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but, it but for me, sick. also, I get high off of working out. Yeah. That's yeah. why I do it every day. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what, you know what I mean. I, I chase that. It, whatever. I don't say yeah. I get high off it, but it does no, yeah, something yeah. to the body, bro. It, really it does, does something to the mind. The the resistance portion of of it, getting it right out of the way. Feeling resistance right in the morning before that's I why. get moving. Yeah. It makes me feel like a uh, like I should. It makes me feel all yeah. right. It makes me feel ready to take on the day. It does. It does. That's why I chase it in the morning. I get If I don't work... It, that doesn't even happen. But like, if I'm traveling or something, if I don't work out, if I don't get that certain hype from working oh, out, dude. I feel I feel off. Yeah, I feel like I get anxieties and shit that I don't need but, to later on in the day if I don't. But then also, I kind of prove to myself when experimenting with all this is it's not for me. Yeah, like I don't think that's made for me. Yeah, maybe, maybe for not. you. Yeah, like for you, it's enjoyable. I smell it, man. I actually like. I don't mind the smell of it, but just the reaction that I got from it and the whole thing is just like it's not for me. Yeah, like to me, it's like that spooked me so much. Yeah, and it threw me off my A game so much to where it's like I'm. I just won't. I I won't attempt it. No. And more. different strokes for different folks, bro. For sure, because I I think that often people that like are cannabis connoisseurs or the new age of potheads and shit like they think that cannabis should be for everybody here smoke this smoke this but it's not for everybody no, it's not there's for certain me. people that it's are no that, and, not, and not only that they have maybe like you got way too high mm-hmm. but they have like a psychological break from reality yeah. you know where they don't just go to sleep and feel feverish and shit they start thinking about conspiracy theories way too much now and they're afraid of everything. You know what I mean? Like, these things happen to people, bro. Yeah, like, it does something to your brain. Dude, I had a friend one time that me and my buddy, we smoked all the time, bro. We smoked with him, and he started freaking out. He goes, what did you guys give me? What the fuck is this? You know, he started, like, standing up. Like, he was mad at us, yeah. bro, like a zombie. And he was like, why did you fucking drug me? And I was like, bro, you just said you wanted us to blaze you out. So we did, and we had him go soft. He just started freaking out, bro. And he's, he's like, you know, fucking w- rocking back and forth and shit, all nervous, his eyes. And he just put his head down and shit, having a bad experience. I go, bro, what if we go get pizza? Will that make... He goes, pizza? I go, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go in your truck. You know what I mean? So we drove around. We drove to get pizza. As soon as he started eating pizza, bro, he felt hella fine. He felt hella tired, but he was like came down he felt calm he ate hella pizza i felt poisoned know? but he was I, mad at us bro yeah. and he felt poisoned too and yeah, i've I been felt, around other people many other experiences I where that's poisoned. happened bro you know? I, I mean i didn't get aggressive or nothing like that and it's like i just i felt poisoned i felt like if yeah you know well you were searching for your poison bro that's what you said jesus man that was a horrendous experience man i remember that but you know what if if, if it, that wouldn't happen i'm kind of glad that happened because i i don't i don't want to know what or, or what if I don't know. What if I would have kept on searching? Yeah, I didn't actually find the stuff that I like. And then I was yeah. like, okay. But then I was also really confused, man. I'm telling you, that's when I became single. And prior to that, I was always living for these chicks. Yeah. You know? And that's not living. If that's not what you wanted, and I was kind of like making an excuse. Like, oh, my life depends upon them. It's like, oh, and then I don't. Like, you go and then you feel kind of like, okay, now I need a purpose. So then I want to pick a poison. And I'm glad that happened because then it's like, oh, you know what? I'm really into like, you know, listening to audiobooks. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I get a rush from that. I really like working out in a certain ways that maybe is not conventional, like to certain people. Yeah, and same. I really like that. Yeah. And I yeah. really like that. I find it enjoyable and I get a high too. And uh, it doesn't make me feel kind of trashy. It makes me feel better. Better A game. Therefore, I interact with people better. Mm-hmm. So it's like I figured out indirectly a way that it's like, oh, okay, that's not my thing. And then I'm okay with people doing it, though. Mm-hmm. 
like by all means it's like i'm okay with everybody doing it because if it brings them a joy i can see why they do it i think that there's a very common recreational point of view to look at cannabis but then there's also the medical point of view to look at cannabis and i think that certain people that seem to smoke it a lot and and are functional and okay i kind of feel like it's probably medicine for those people they use it how they use it it found them they found it you know Mm -hmm. and for some people it's not it's a recreational thing maybe and even then maybe sometimes when they use it they don't have a good experience you know like there's that classic scenario where like some guys just chilling bro just smoking just hanging out looking all relaxed and shit and the other guys like why are we here why are we alive like tell me bro we could die right now like you know just thinking paranoid ass crazy thoughts and then there's the person that's kind of more relaxed but i'll tell you what if i get paranoid off cannabis i kind of like it I kind of like feeling a little bit insecure about myself. I kind of like that because it humbles me, bro. You know, um, know, if not, I'll just be out there always mad and (laughs) egotistical. I feel like, you know, I have weird things that go on in my brain throughout the day. And then, you know, also, I I think maybe just because I I grew up in a really sketchy neighborhood when there's drugs abundant everywhere. Give you a bad vibe, do you think? Perhaps, but there was like a lot. There's a lot of stuff going on. Heroines. There's your cocaine's. There. But the preconceived notion of drugs, drugs being also including cannabis. Do you think that that played into how you you psychologically viewed the high? I I think I think I actually received that type of visceral reaction just because my body always saw it as negative, and maybe I kind of didn't enjoy it just because my body was like, "Hey, you saw all this as a bad growing up. You saw people throw away their lives because of this." One of the, there was a junkie that would like always be amongst the alley where I lived. His name was Willie. And uh, he was always shooting heroin. Like to me, that was normal. Like, why well, I've seen him like shoot heroin in the alley. And I would go to the store that was like maybe like a few houses down and I would go buy a dollar chicken because they would have oven baked chicken. So I would go down there and, and I'll say, What's up to Willie? Hey, Willie, you want a chicken? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me half. It's like, yeah. it's like, I'll get you later. It's all right. But he would be shooting heroin during that time. Like, yeah. it, like the whole needle thing and him shooting heroin. It's like, Yeah, and I'll come back and I'll tell him, like, Hey, hey, Willie, you, you can take the drumstick because I want the bigger piece. It's like, because it would be the drumstick and then the, the thigh part. So it's like, All right, you take the drumstick, man. It's like, You pay me later. I was like, I know you're not going to pay me back, but you could have that piece. But I would see that and it's like, Okay that's you know that that leads to him living on the streets and then like i would see people like the people that i would see was were never really doing well in life and and you and we were always told that cannabis marijuana was the gateway drug to all the other drugs right yeah. that's what we were always told growing up too bro that's the propaganda of it too yeah but i know that when i brought up recreational versus medical use of cannabis i think that a lot of people use it recreational but it is a medicine and so if you fuck with the medicine, it might show you some things that you're not ready for, bro. Like, and I think with some people, they seem to say like, every time I smoke it now, I used to smoke it, but now when I smoke it, it makes me feel bad. It makes me think of the bad things I did to people in life and the bad things I said. And I'm thinking, maybe you were supposed to accept that information so you can actually stop doing that, but you won't let yourself. I think. You know what I mean? I think, and I think that people say, well, the, the cannabis turned on me, man. And it's like, no. I think that you're not willing to accept what the medicine that you keep ingesting is telling you to do and you want to ignore it. It's a very powerful medicine. It's not Does to it? be fucked with lightly. And you, you ate a yeah. fucking two trays of brownies. You fucked with it lightly, bro. Two. And it can be very violently. Two trays. Like, you know, two they trays say, especially eating it, bro, it can be yeah. very violent. And I've had experiences, but every time I eat it, I don't get high. That's why I smoke it or vaporize it or something. I feel like when I eat it, I don't get high. Like, it doesn't get me. You try, know? try two trays. I've done that before, bro. Uh, there was one time, and I just went to sleep. Like, I didn't really get high, you know? Yeah, no, there's no sleep so for I'm me. I'm a different type of person. There was no know? sleep for me. 
All that time, there was no sleep for me. I kept on gagging. I, I kept on trying to throw up. That's I, crazy, bro. I, you know what? I, I kept on eating. I just, I felt super dehydrated. It's just that I would, I would get, uh, I would get Gatorades. I would get Gatorades <laughs> and crunch up saltine crackers and just mix it all together and just drink that mush. Why? That's the only thing I could keep down. Just to drink hella salt? Just to kind of like get calories in me and kind of make Fuck, me feel bro. somewhat normal. That's craziness. Yeah. I'll never try that stuff again. It was horrible. Hey, that's your experience, bro. And, <laughs> like and you mush. know you need to stay away from it. There's yeah. some people out there that don't think they need to stay away from it, too, and they keep using it, and they keep getting weirder, yeah. you know? And, and see, the thing about the whole thing that you brought up about the whole sugar thing, that also, if I overdo it just with sugar and junk food over the weekends, I will feel really trashed on a Monday. Yeah, absolutely. So like, Me, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like you know, hungover. Yeah. yeah. Like, you'll feel like that, and it's because of this sugar that turns into, like, a bunch of... Absolutely. Insulin. Same thing with drinking alcohol. Because yeah. it is sugar. And yeah, it does that's break down. It does. Yeah, it breaks and, down. It and breaks it, down and it's way. also a poison because yeah. it's now fermented too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's hard on the liver, it's hard on the kidneys, it's hard on all this shit. And and I don't like that whole feeling to where it's keeping you from actually physical activities feeling like better. Like yeah. when you're actually moving around and you feel good. Yeah. So now I just uh whenever I do have like junk food or stuff like that, I make sure to get a lot of physical activities prior to the day. And then I'll eat stuff. And there's also, though, like with cannabis, there's multiple different variations of strains and yeah. different balances, you know, too. Like that fit more profiles of people's personality than others, for sure. Like, you know, like there's there's obviously everyone talks about indica and sativa and all this stuff, but there's a lot of hybrids. Most of them are, you know, even if it's sativa dominant or, or indica dominant, they're all hybridized, meaning different medicine. Well, that's not what this means, but what I'm saying is there's different strains of that plant, different cultivations of that plant that can produce different effects for the user. And sometimes it's a search to find the right strain that's for you too. But same thing with alcohol. And I'm not comparing the two necessarily, but fuck it, let's do it. Alcohol and the similarities, the similarities of alcohol with cannabis is you have all these different grains that you can make alcohol from. Aren't they you cousins? have all these different things. Aren't you know? they cousins to each other? Hops. Yeah, yeah. Hops yeah. are cousins yes. of Mm-hmm. of cannabis they're okay. like the closest living relatives yeah. that we like cultivate op- often I found that interesting when I found that I was like hmm yeah which it's speculated that that they have cannabinoids in them which they, is interesting because they put a bunch of hops in these beers these days you know you wonder if maybe there's a little bit of a CBD brush in there they say that in that fermentation they say that the whole interaction with us and altering brain altering substances or is when we are children and we discover that we can alter our brains when we spin yeah, like do do yeah. circles and get yeah. dizzy, and that feel drunk. Then you feel drunk, and then that's the chase when you're an adult. You just want to alter your brain. Maybe it's wild. Yeah, yeah. That was a gnarly experience though for me. I don't think I'll ever dive down that road again. What about psychedelics? You ever like someone ever gave you Molly or mm-hmm. gave you like uh, LSD or you ate mushrooms? You know what? To be honest with you, my search after that was done. Yeah, because then it's not so much because I got scared. It's just that I did find something that gives me a rush. It's like figuring out like <clears throat> I get a rush. You know when people like ingest something with their experiences just to take them out of reality, and I totally, totally empathize with that because it's like sometimes I want to be taken out of reality. But what I do is like I, I'll watch cartoons. You know that takes me out of reality because then after that I know I have to slay my dragons. Yeah. You know, so I feel like sometimes when I smoke cannabis, yeah. it makes me too into reality. Not yeah. not, not running away from reality. Yeah. Thinking about it in, a, in an actual 
liberating perspective. Yeah, like, it, you know. Yeah, and for me, it's for like, different people though, right? Because yeah. you know, you've talked to people that smoke weed, and they're like, yeah. they're like, no, nah, it doesn't do that to me at all. You know what I mean? Some people might be lying. Yeah. They might have adverse reactions. They just deny it because they want to be cool, you know, or whatever the fuck. Yeah, and I've noticed when people do that, and they it takes them out of the reality. But it's like I really like embracing it now. Yeah. I really like the opposite to where it's like, no, yeah. I, I want to take all of this. I want to yeah. live during the now. I want to squeeze every single bit of it. And I want to live every single experience that I want to do. And for my own accomplishments. So then I was like, oh, that is, it's almost like chasing a dragon. But it's like, that's my dragon. Yeah. And we all have our different ones. Yeah. You know, we all have our different ones. And it's like, I figured out to where it's like, oh, I don't have to fit into the cliche. Maybe I'll be a drinker. Maybe I'll be a smoker. Right. Th- those are the stuff that I got. I guess those are the options that I was under the impression that I had. But there's other oh, stuff. Oh, it's so much bigger yeah. than that. Yeah. It's so much bigger than yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I figured that to where it's like, oh, I could chase this. Or like maybe, um, especially when I started learning about psychology towards like how do people work or, or human behaviors yeah. or, or body languages. It's like. Yeah, I really like that stuff, man. Yeah, like I, I like how animals work, predator prey dynamics, and it's like how we could actually like more than anything. It's like stuff that I learn maybe like after I read a book, and it's like oh man, I impl like I implement that like immediately into my behaviors. Yeah, because then it's like oh, and then I start figuring out to where like oh the human beast only works one way most of the time. And you just have to figure it out more or less. And then, you know, you could figure stuff out to where you can make more uh, m- more pleasurable interactions with people around you. And some people would use certain substances to actually catalyze what you're talking about. Yeah. Because some people, that's how it works for them. Mm. Like they would never muster up the creativity maybe yeah, without yeah. using a substance to actually make them step back or get too into reality. Uh-huh. You know, to realize, wow, I need to make some changes. I need yeah. to do something else. Because I think we get into routines. We get into circles. You know, we stay in our cage like we've talked about. Mm-hmm. And if we're never aware that, oh, shit, the cage is fucking open. Mm-hmm. You know, I think sometimes it takes someone to be in a sedated state. Sometimes it takes someone to be liberated somehow, whether it's chemically, whether it's it's by learning new information. You know, things liberate you from the cage. and You realize, wow, I can just step out. That that reminds me of like how I said earlier, like, let's say somebody was robbing you, but then they finally came to that thing to where it's like they're robbing you, but you're the last client to where it's like they tell you like, hey, I don't have to rob no more people. You are giving me the last amount of money and then I'm done. I have goals. But then they don't even act like that. It's like human behavior almost tells you by default that person just going to keep on doing it and frivolously like spend the money on their own failure. To want more? Yeah, just because. For no reason, just because. Yeah, but desires, right? Yeah. Desires like play a huge factor because like if we didn't get so attached to a lot of our desires, like people do, like I do, like we all do, we all have maybe desires. we maybe we would not go down some of these bad paths because like you know if you say imagine like someone that gets hurt like bro in high school playing football or some shit, doctor gives them oxies. Mm-hmm. Before you know it, bro, they're banging fucking heroin in their arm for all we know, dude. You know that shit happens a lot because they start taking these, they can't get off of them. They start buying the street version of it. Eventually gets into black tar, gets into some heroin. They're banging their arm or some shit, and they're dying, bro. And it's what? Why? Mm-hmm. What changed? You know that's an example of drugs gone wrong. But that's a crazy pharmaceutical grade type of substance that gets handed to people and then they don't even wean them off or any of these things. I've never, this, these are the paths that people can go I down know. with substances, I, right? I, so it should fear us to use substances of any kind. It should. It's it's not to be taken lightly. Uh, Anything that we use yeah. as a chemical alteration or new information is not to be taken so lightly. I see, I see, I see and hear stuff like that, right? People take their lives. I hear huge stories like that. And to me, it just fascinates me because it's like, man, I don't, I can't see myself. I, I don't have that type of addictive personality on a certain thing to where it's like it, it will take my life 
but you're less sensitive. People like me, I feel like, are more sensitive to those kind of things in life about um, feeling like not 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 where they need to be or this disconnection that feels uh, this void that can never be filled. And people decide to like go down extreme routes. You know, me, I found myself feeling dark and heavy, but choosing the better route Mm -hmm. because I've seen people choose the wrong routes, whatever you want to call wrong, where their life becomes a total mess. The CPS is involved, bro. Hey, you but, don't have their children anymore. They're you, addicted to meth and heroin and Xanax and whatever. You know, I'm like, damn, I'm not gonna be like that. Hey, Never but, gonna be like that. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't get the whole thing behind CPS though. Like, I, I know a couple people that work for them, and they're not the best of Samaritans themselves. So how can they pass judgment? Yeah. So that I don't understand that either. Yeah, it's an ugly scenario. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what's right and what's wrong? But you have a lot going on, Tyler. I don't know why you feel down and out. No, I don't right now. I yeah, don't. I've just, good. I've been there. Yeah. I've been there. And I can empathize with people's down, downhill spirals. I can empathize with it because I felt like that. But I chose different routes. But I could see if I chose a different route, I'm glad I could you feel be in a, a terrible place. Bro. Yeah, I'm glad you feel better. Because I know that shit feeling, man. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. Like, to me, there was just no... I don't know. There was no nothing, I guess. That's the only way you could just explain it that way. There's just no feeling. There's no, I guess, sense of feeling. No sense of living. There's no... If there's no motivation, bro, like, what do you do, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like that's why people get depressed. They lose motivation. That's what I felt like was mm. happening to me. I lost motivation. And I had goals and I had desires and all these things, but I lost motivation to achieve them or to even want to experience life sometimes. I wanted to hide, mm. you know? I didn't want to be so in in the face of public every day. I felt like they don't even care about me. You know, they use me. You know, mm-hmm. I still feel like that, but I've learned to cope with it so I can be my own person everywhere I go. You yeah. Know? The first the first time I figured out like, oh, how are goals achieved? And it's like, man, I thought some stuff was just really out of my reach. And I was like, man, how? But then I realized, well, you know, by actually getting some audiobooks, some good good help, good yeah. mentorship. Yeah. You know, you speak to people that are actually successful and it's like, oh, they didn't just come up with that. What they do, especially when they list it out, like, okay, you have to get this goal. It might be whichever goal you want and you break it in half. So it's like, okay, like hypothetically, let's say your goal is like coming up with $10,000. Yeah. Like, you know, quick. So you figure, well, I can't. Well, it would seem unsurmountable at this point, but then it's like, well, cut that goal in half. What would it take you to do half? Well, if you go for half, can you do a quarter of a piece? So then you go down to a quarter of a piece, so then you cut it down to an eighth. So you an eighth, now you got 16th. If you meet every single one of those, eventually you can't do the full amount. Yeah. So to me, before I actually learned all these things, I thought everything was impossible. Therefore, I wouldn't even start it. Yeah. So then I was like, okay. And then I learned for like, okay, then I finally got that whole thing down to a science where it's like you shoot for the stars, but you'll land in the moon. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, so then that gave me purpose. Right. You know, I can live for me. Yeah. Like I count. Yeah, because that motivation has to come though yeah. for there to be momentum. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like it's the like drive. It, it's uh, it's kinetic energy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it has to be set in motion. See, and not only that, for us guys, man, like if we don't have a purpose, it, it really messes you up. Like we're males. You know, so it's innate in our, our genes to actually be that, that are providers. And it's like, if we don't have something like that, it really, well, me more than anything, because I didn't have nothing. You know, you don't have, like, usually people, 
they're alone but then they'll have like children and that's their drive like i really had nothing i was like i have nothing to live for like i have nothing so i i really had to find purpose and when i did i was like hey i'm really happy i found this purpose and then i found that drive to where it's like when you do it's like then after that like you kind of want to share that information a little bit to where it's like no it's it's cool man um you'll figure it out uh, i really don't have the right answer for everybody but i wish i did yeah. You know, I, I wish I did, but I just go about my experiences and just kind of share a little bit about that. And then, uh, you know, people will march on. But you're right. It's that whole momentum to where, like, you get that that started, the whole train starting. Yeah. The train's got to roll, bro. Like, you know, until the steam starts building, there's you're not going anywhere, you know? Uh-huh. That motivation has to build. There's been times in my life where I realized the anger is motivation. Because mm-hmm. you can get, you know, disgruntled and upset. You know, but then you overcome it. You use that fire mm-hmm. to do something positive. Yeah. You know, that means like even if I'm out in the garden and I'm mad, bro, it means I'm going to hoe these weeds like a motherfucker right now if I got to. You know what I mean? Negative reinforcement works better Somet- than positive. Sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I think, though, that we also need that positive reinforcement, though, because I'm not going to lie. Like you get a lot of negative reinforcement around here, I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of coldness, a lot of um, separateness around here. And that's okay. Maybe it's everywhere. But that's what I feel like when I walk around. You know why? It's because, and you're absolutely right, 150% correct. It's because it seems like we all want to compete for the same thing and we're not realizing to where it's like, hey, there's enough success for everybody to Like as if we're all in direct competition to each other. Yes. I get that a lot, man. A lot, man. And we're not. I get that a lot. We don't have to be deduced to that kind of primal instinct. Yeah, know? I get that a lot. Like a lot of people actually try and like say indirect things. They'll tell me things, and then literally, like they, they always put, they always try and put me down towards like, why do you even do that? Why? That's not gonna work. That's gonna be, and it's like, cool, man. Well, when you're doing it, you know, try it. Yeah, yeah. You do it your way. Like you try it your way, then I guess I'll try it your way too. But I guess if you're shooting for my failure. Then fine, I'm I'm under the impression there's many people out there that are already shooting for my failure as it is, and that's fine, because the world will do that. But yeah, the thing about it, it's like they they we all in general. I don't know why, and I say we in general just because everybody. I don't you know I I wish their success is abundance, man. There's not a limited resource of success, right? But we treat each other like. It's a limited. We have resource. to find our calling of our version of success too. Like, yeah, it's not every that, everyone's success is the same. We're it, acting like we're all on the same trip. Yes, we're not. Yeah, you know? and everybody's success is different, right? So it, that even makes it more beautiful to where it's like, oh, we're not competitors. I could actually help you on your goal, right? And that's only going to further my success. We could all shine our light. Yeah, and let each other's light shine yeah, brighter. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I mean. That's what I mean. To where it's like. You know, that's what I mean to where it's like, it's really helpful. And I actually find you very inspirational to that. Likewise, bro. I do. Like, like, I enjoy our conversations. You know, and I want you to uh, succeed. I want you, you to you succeed. And, and you have already, been. And we're already planning on, uh, what, episode 100? Yep. Look into the future, bro. <laughs> yeah, so I'll do a suit that day. All right. I'll do a suit. All right. Yeah. Yeah, you got to be looking fly. Yeah. I might have some cufflinks I can give you, bro, because I don't use them anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like cufflinks, man. Yeah, I know. I noticed that. Yeah. I have to, um, I'm going to wait till Black Friday. I'm going to order up some more French French cuff shirts. Okay, yeah. I like French cuff. Yeah. Dude. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Because I worked at Chase Bank, and that's what I got, because they, they paid nice. for a couple shirts and whatever for you to wear, because you had to wear a Chase shirt. Mm. So, at Chase Bank, anyways, that's what I meant. But anyways, I got those, and I had the cufflinks and shit, and people would say nah. I looked fly, bro. I had the man bun, yeah. I had long hair and shit. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. That's really a look, man. Like like a like a soccer player look. Yeah. That's really that's really cool. That's what I would be doing out there. Yeah. You know, for my work, for the company that I work with, nobody dresses up, and they don't care. 
Yeah. What do they dress like? Uh, you know, some of them do. They'll do a business casual, but, you know, it's rare. And the thing about it, it's like the company that I work for. It's like if you're not going to make it anywhere, like, it's really difficult anywhere in the company that I work for. It's like you pretty much don't want to succeed if you don't succeed there. You have every opportunity. You have every opportunity. So it's like... You know, I, I hear a lot of complaints, but they they don't try, or they'll or they'll make excuses for it's like, oh, you do that because of that, and it's like, is it, or is it because of what I have done? That's why I therefore do. Uh huh. And sometimes they don't see that. Where yeah. it's like, oh, you could be just as equally as successful if you actually were to try it. Nobody makes me do. So that. we got to put in the work. Everyone themselves yeah. has to fill their niche to the fullest capacity so that we all can. Yeah. You know, and I see a lot of people going like, yeah, man it's hopeless man you know and then saying like other things like how come you're still here at the hardware store like yeah. that type of vibe and it's nah. like dude I left I came back I'm doing things that make me feel important right now that make me feel like I have purpose mm-hmm. again you know what I mean you do man you help a lot of people there I go in there and I see and I see how well you help people you even help people that don't even speak your same language yeah and you really come through you figure yeah. out all their answers I mean there's I mean and it's different man the thing about it it's like we all have to work Either, you know, whichever, you know, and the thing about it, it's like you're helping people, you know, I do too. And, and, and I get it, man. It's like, and the whole clientele thing, sometimes I, I, you know, I get difficult customers too that request for my termination, mm-hmm. you know, so I get those that go off to that and there's like formal complaints and sometimes you have to deal with that. And it amazes me because it's like, it's upon their own mistakes, you know? <laughs> Dude, I've had plenty of people tell me, like, I just don't, yeah, I don't know how you know this, or like, how, well, I'll just ask Tyler how to do this mm-hmm. and shit. Fuck that, dude. Learn <laughs> it on your own. Like, you know, I've been a lot of places where it's just like, oh, Tyler will do it. Yeah. Because you become that valuable of a player on a uh-huh. team somewhere uh-huh. to where it's just like, oh, Tyler will do it, or so and so will do it. You just push it off. Yeah. Unless that's the motherfucking boss and they're the only ones capable of doing it, that should not be the go to, no matter what, with your coworkers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you handle what you are called to handle. You learn what you are called to learn. And if you keep on just ignoring what you're called to learn, you'll never learn. You know? Like, I feel like people keep asking me lately, you're still going to school? Like, what are you? What were you going for again? And it's like, why, you don't even remember what I'm after. So why the fuck do I care about your opinion yeah. about if I've achieved that goal or not? My goal has been slow going because one, I took a bunch of classes apparently I didn't need to fucking take because counselors fuck you over in JUCO. And second of all, I'm actually in no hurry to achieve my goal because I'm actually learning and retaining the information that I paid to go learn for. Plus you know? you're staying plus you're staying on track. Yeah, and it, you know it's, what? It's like you're some shoot. people went straight out of high school, bro, uh-huh. went to four year university, did it, got out, and they're probably working at jobs just like fucking mine. You know, some people they yeah. went on, dude, the hats off to yeah. you, bro, dude. But you know, a lot of people move back home. Yeah. A lot of people are just doing their thing, working at a job that probably doesn't pay that great, may not have benefits. You know, some people doing way better than I could imagine. Some people exactly where they should because they always put in the fucking work. Yeah, you know, yeah. but my my experience in life was different. I had to work the entire time. I took years off of school, then I got back into it. Then I had an actual drive and motivation to actually learn and retain information, not just hurry, hurry, regurgitate, get a good grade so mom and dad don't cut my funding and shit because I'm I have this all paid for and shit apparently because I don't have to work yeah. and I can get it done all. My job is only to go to school. It's never been like that for me. Yeah. You know, I had to literally pay my own bills and all this shit since I was eighteen while I'm going to school and it's tough, but it elongates <laughs> the scenario. And I know a lot of people. Know Know that vibe 
you know I remember when I it, turned it, but it makes it that much more sweet when I yeah. achieve my goal because yeah. it's like I really feel like I went through the struggle and an elongated period of time and it means something to me and it's honestly, not just a rite of passage for me to get a job because I have a piece of paper that I sucked dick for four years really good you know what I mean yeah. like no I actually went through the struggle retained the information yeah. and wanted to learn the entire time and, and you know what to be honest with you and this is in regards to the people who might even tell you something like that or come off that way it's because these are the same people that think it's competitive for success and it's really none of their business what you may or may not achieve it's like i can tell you honest handedly like openly that i'm constantly failing but i'm not telling you that i'm telling you my wins the but only I'm... people that fail are people that are successful usually because they try new yeah. things yeah you know, and they fail at them and yeah. they get better at them and they try new things and they fail at them yeah. and they get better at them yeah. that's success bro yeah. a lot so, of people never even try new things so they can never fail so they can never succeed yeah i'm always venturing in these gnarly things and i usually don't expose them just because sometimes you know it would make no right. sense right. you know to people would be like that's ridiculous and it's like Fuck. but there's a lot of personal yeah. nature to this journey yeah. bro yeah so i'm always trying silly things i'm only i'm always you know investing in and, you know whatever but they're goofy and they're like little things that I have going on the side but it's like that's fine and I fail and I gain and then I'll maybe win a little bit and then lose or whatever but I'm venturing and all this stuff and as I grow older I'm getting better at this stuff but it's like I, even if all my failures I won't expose them I'll tell people my wins but then you know I've, I've noticed that the hatred comes back a little bit more or sometimes they'll speculate other things but then it's like they don't actually see what's going on on every single day basis yeah it's like if they only knew it's like man this guy fails more than he wins and it's like that's you know i'm also trial and error but i i, I totally understand it's like people like that it's it's really none of their business like you know you're doing the whole thing it's like shoot you you have a target you it's like shooting an arrow at this target and you know the direction it's going to go and how it's going to get there and why it's going to get there and i've also had jobs where people had a degree in something and they're mm. working side by side with me yeah. doing something that has nothing to do with the degree they got yeah. you know yeah i've actually um i've actually replaced the which person. is the reality of our world i'm not saying that that person is is off i'm saying though that this expectations of like why don't you have your paperwork yet and all this stuff when it's like dude do you not see how things pan out a lot differently than you had planned but you have to be down to roll with the punches so you can get there. Yeah. You know, you still you still go for your goal. There's going to be setbacks. There's going to be deviations slightly because not everything is exactly as you planned and dreamed. You yeah, know? because I, I, I've gotten that told to me too. It's like, man, you're still here? Don't you want to do something with your life? And it's like, really? Yeah. The irony is like they don't even know. Like they don't know any bit of my life. Yeah. What, what do you they, mean I'm not doing anything? You don't even know me. Yeah. I just I, – and, and in the beginning, the first – the first couple seconds, I'm like, okay, well, I can give you a long list of stuff and belittle you quite a bit right now. I was like, but I'm just going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you what you want to hear. And that is like, yeah, I'm failing. I'm still here. But, you know, I'm trying to figure it out. And to them, it's like, yes, you continue to fail. Yeah. And then that, that's fine. Because if that's what they want to hear, I'm giving them that. And, and if they get something, joy from my failure, then then there it is. I verbally made sounds to make them feel that way, and then you know whatever. It's like, but but I find that kind of like silly though. It's like, what really? Like, what am I doing? Shouldn't it be your worry where your life is gonna go, not mine? Just some guy. But then there's the opposite though, where people come up and they're just talking about themselves and all the things that they're doing and the accomplishments that they've made and this and this and that, but they don't even ask what mm -hmm. you've been up to. They don't even care. But they're just talking about them, talking about what I got going on. But don't even think, hey, you've been doing all right, you know? 
I don't, I listen, but most of the time I don't find myself as open as I used to be when I was younger. It used to be a very open door for everybody to where they'd walk all over me. Now I'm very choicey with mm-hmm. who I decide to interact with, you know, and it's nothing personal. So it's just kind of like, no, you know, I, and I then, the, and also I'm very choicey in the way that I decide yeah. to interact with no, people. And then also I, I understand that because I did that too, because there's certain people that actually motivate you. Yeah. Like even if even again like to where my buddy uh, he would just tell me the certain right thing man, but some people hit that target with you too, which would be like oh even though this person maybe you know they're gonna tell me something small but I know that they they have something good they give me a gem yeah it's almost like a little gem to where it's like oh yeah I, I knew this person would be cool it's but I get it though like some some people are just shooting out there and it, they almost get like almost like a launch into their life to where it's like yeah you're still there. I'm going to school for plant and soil science, but sometimes when people ask me that, like, oh, what are you going to school for? I go, like, psychology. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, really? Wow, that's really cool. I'm like, yeah, yeah. it's pretty beautiful. Let's figure you out. Yeah. <laughs> and then so, like, I'm not going for psychology. I took a course, but, I mean, you know, I'm fucking with you because it's like, why the fuck is your life so boring to where you're, like, you're not just asking me sometimes, these people that I hear. They're kind of belittling me or, like, thinking, like, oh, man, he's behind. You better get going. You're getting older, kid. Mm. You know, and it's like, dude, you think I don't wake up and think that about myself every day? The struggle is real and the journey is still going forward. I'm putting every foot before the other every single moment. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it's not slowing down. Just because you come to maybe the hardware store and you see me like a few months later, it doesn't mean that goal is out of the picture anymore. Right. It's only been a few days. It's still underway. And people, I mean, just saying generally when you're a young man too, like a lot of people give up on their goal after a couple years of trying oh, yeah. to search for it because they realize, dang, I'm not even close yet. They mm-hmm. just... Abandoned ship. Mm. I'm still on my goal, bro. Like elongated period of time. It's because I'm very interested by certain things. Yeah. And I find a lot of people do not be interested by some of the things that we're expected to learn. And it's just regurgitating information to look good and get that piece of paper. And then go do the same thing at a job that will pay you more. I really I really you like uh, Robert Greene, which is my favorite author, uh, author. The 48 Laws of Power. And then there's a lot. There's a lot in that book of information. It's a really long book, man. I wouldn't recommend to read it. I would recommend you to hear it in the audiobook version just because there's, it's, it's a huge book. And it's really good how eloquent it's put in the book, how he says it. But they pretty much lay it out as how to live in a court system with multiple people. And it's really good because it, it gives you insight of people's uh, psychological behaviors and gives you a lot of examples, especially with dealing with people, especially in public. I do really good well in public and it's for the same reasons because I've noticed that. Because um, sometimes that'll happen to me too, where it's like they'll tell me that, and I know they're actually like they're they're searching for like a little a little way to kind of like poke at me, like oh let me get this reaction from this guy, and I know that's what they're looking for, but this this book really tells you how to like fuck with them a little bit, like turn the energy around, yeah, yeah, yeah. or yeah. or sometimes just kind of like almost like you're you're. Uh, you're a bullfighter and just like kind of like you know move out of the way have them kind of like pass you by yeah but then kind of like still like poke at them to where like no no no, i'm I'm still interacting with you yeah like tell me more oh absolutely tell me more yeah like a lot of people think that book is evil man but you know did he also read write masters yeah mastery that is a good book because i started listening to that on audiobook for a while dude that's a very good book that's an amazing book that's awesome but I've, i've read all his books 48 Laws of Power, the 50th Law, with he co-authored with uh, 50 Cent. Um, I also have The Art of Seduction. That one's a really amazing book, man. Art of Seduction. The Art of Seduction, it, it really, like, for men, young men, 
it really lays out the rules on how courtship works in between how women will seduce men and how you could be a seducer and a seducee uh-huh. and become attractive. Uh-huh. So a lot of people actually like they'll see the attraction as like, oh, between a chick and a dude or whatever. I was like, no, it's how you attract human beings in general. Yeah. And how courtship works. Yeah. You know, so if you can make somebody fall in love with you, you can sell them something. Yeah. So that's that's what I tell people. It's like principle number one, man. If you can make somebody fall in love with you, you can easily sell them something. Which is what cult leaders do, yeah. right? Like they become yeah. this yeah. like figure yeah. that everyone's like yeah. bowing no, to yeah, yeah, yeah. and shit before you that's know exactly it. Exactly what they do. Yeah. That's exactly what they do. So basically, if you do good in sales, it's, it's all depending on what type of cult like following you have. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it sounds bad, but it, you're. It's, it's like Bezos. It's just presenting a product that you want. I think that we realize and we always just prop up the system to be like, that's just the way the system yeah. is. I feel like it's false sometimes, yeah. though, because it's like, dude, I think that we should never have went to this level of being culted behind companies. Like, you know, mm. it's kind of weird. But see, those and com- politics and everything. And, and perhaps that's why the CIA did all those mind control experiments uh. and wanted to understand how to basically um, become cult-like in the way that we deal with scenarios so that we just eat it up we don't question too many things you know yeah i i think governments in general they work better because in society trial and error as we uh started expanding from being the ape thing into like i want to say the when the whole royalty started the demographics that we were better off under a government of structure than a queen. Yes. Yeah. Yes. In royal society. And I guess the whole thing between hunters and gatherers and you're on your own and you're on your own, I think they developed a way, a systematic development towards like if there is a governing body, the longevity of the people, it would work out better. And that's that's why we have government till this day. Right. You know, the whole struggle now is between like, you have socialist people or you know communist people china that we never got around to right talk to. so you got you know communist people or you got like the u.s but i think in longevity it would work better than we would just be on our own because if we were just be on our own we'd just be all killing each other yeah it would be that, that i would, get what you mean yeah so there has to be this cult type yeah. of like hierarchy mm-hmm. essentially implemented into real time i i think right I, because otherwise we might not follow any authoritative rule we might think we're each our own yeah, our like own, leader. And own. we are the leader of our own spiritual journey, but mm-hmm. like leader of everyone around yeah, us or something, yeah. you know? A bunch of fucking alpha chimps beating the fuck out of the next guy yeah. to be the alpha. Yeah. And see, the, the whole thing about that, it's like, okay, so I think the whole cult-like following, I think as a desire, I don't think that's such a bad thing. Because what if you're desired that much? Let's say you go If viral. you had a good fucking leader, I could see it. <laughs> Yeah. But if they're, the leader wants you to drink the Kool-Aid and kill everyone, yeah. no. <laughs> and I feel like some of our cult leaders lately in this nation have been kind of up that alley of drink the yeah. Kool-Aid. But, Comply. Don't question this. Yeah. Do this. Yeah, you know? And I find that to be ugly. Yeah, for sure, bro. But I get what you're saying. Like, it's not always bad. If you have a good leader, if you have good leadership in that hierarchy, then everything would be all right, right? Like, everyone would fill their niche. Everyone would feel secure. They wouldn't feel like they're being trampled on in any way or whatever, well, you know? Well, well, I think there's two things. Government governing bodies one cult like following is another. I I, I see it as two different things. Mm-hmm. What the government does, and if they say, "Oh, do this and don't question it," I am finally highly wrong. If you want to follow some guru and drink your own stuff, then do it. But what I'm trying to say, <laughs> <laughs> then do it. 
but what I'm trying to say, it's like, okay, like, let's say you become super awesome, right? Super awesome. And then people would just want to follow you and give you all their money or whatever. You choose not to kill them because you choose not to kill them. But I mean, there's a lot of success that can come from like you knowing how to develop a cult. Uh huh. <laughs> like they actually have that. They they have this book again. Uh, you know how to make a cult or dummies. You know whatever rules to make a cult or rules to propaganda, and uh, they teach you how it's done. But then you do you follow the rules. You know for your implementation. You use them for your rules of implementation for success. You're not necessarily going to use them for evil and have people kill themselves. Yeah, you know, and I, and I find those types of things interesting because yeah. you could implement them in your in a positive way. Well, it totally makes sense though too because we evolved from being in little tribes and yeah. cults and basically, you know what I mean, doing yeah. weird pagan things, burning mm-hmm. things at the stake, doing these weird things, bro. And we're now like modernized, but those parts of us are still in us, you know. And I think this is how it it plays out now, where we look to people to tell us what to do, you know. On Twitter, you literally follow people. You have followers. You know, yeah. it's kind of weird. It's very. It's lit. It's almost literally. I find cult-like like a lot of things the, that we are. We, we can either be successful or yeah. out, or outcrowded too. See, the whole thing about that that whole online stuff is because since ever since I always jumped, since I got out of the whole internet, like about maybe like ten years ago. You mean like you're off social media? You yeah, don't fuck with all yeah, this other yeah, shit. I don't yeah. do all that. So I always think about the whole predator-prey dynamic. So to me, it gives me a clear mentality of things. And I see how people's behavior is and how they uh, get that dopamine rush to where it's like they hear a ping or they get like a, you know, whatever. They feel like a... As your brain lives in a reality yes, where the, most here. of the brains that are on the phone and connected to the yeah, phone and yeah. social media so much is like on a virtual space. Like yeah. your brain is in a virtu- virtual yeah. space. Yeah. And, and I see them and I see less of their attention. I see I see people sitting in front of me like for two minutes and when there's, with, within those two minutes their phone goes off maybe four times and it's like, man, that's a lot of information. But a lot of the times it's like, man, these people aren't even paying attention to what interaction that I'm having with them, which is legal matters. Yeah. They could care less, but then yeah. You could just be like, hey, yeah, sign here. Here and it's yes. like a check like a yeah. blank check yeah. 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 yeah give me all your money but no i mean in a, in a sense yes that and they're not even paying attention to what i say or do anything but it's it's that whole thing man and i was just telling my brother this too where it's like hey in 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 life a predator does not just hit a herd like willy-nilly you know it knows its target it weighs till they go into chaos it already knew its target from the beginning before it ensued it's you know, pursuit behind this one animal that I already knew before it even started. Yeah. So to me, it's like, I want to be that one that sits on the sidelines and then it's like, I'm watching everybody scramble. And it's like, I see their s- social behaviors change and I see, I see their brains just kind of like go off into a different reality. And they know that I'm not in that same reality. So that's like, to them, they ask me certain questions to where it's like, okay, I know why they're asking me this and I understand why. But it's like knowing this whole thing. But it's like, sometimes I feel like it's like, it's sad, but then it's also, it's like, well, it's my gain and their loss and they're doing it to themselves. I hear you, man. I feel you. I feel like I never really look at life like a predator. I kind of look at myself like a, like a symbiote, you know, like, like the intermediary, like the guy that will bring two groups that disagree together. Like the lion like, you know, and the zebra? Like the, like the peacemaker, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I feel like I've always tried to be, you know, that's what I've always been after. You know, so I see that, though, and I see people's 
abrupt behaviors and I look past it and I go, whoa, 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 we got to get along though here. Like we, I'm not about ready to get in a fight. You know what I mean? I'm not about ready to let these two dudes that I know maybe get in a fight or an altercation or something. I'm gonna try to calm the fuck down. I'm gonna make fun of myself in the process so y'all laugh because I'm not picking on either of you fucking assholes. And then the the situation usually will come lighter, you know? Right. I was always about that kind of mentality more than like uh, looking at like someone like a competition. And I feel like that's not what you were saying. You were saying like looking at it from a stand back point of view, but I never thought of it like a predator versus prey thing. But in a way, I am always monitoring people. I always pay attention to who's coming in doorways and out wherever yeah. I'm at. You know, I pay attention to people's body language and the way that they come up, you know, Mm -hmm. shit. I mean, like at at the hardware store, like how many customers come up? I can't tell. I assume they speak English and then they come up and I say things in English. They don't respond. So then I speak in Spanish right away. You know what I mean? And then there's a response. But I have to read those body language or or I could just be like, no. okay. like this person's just quiet. This person's a mute. They just don't want to answer me like, no, they don't. They don't speak English. You know, and that's so you change your route of communication. Literally, you change your language of communication. Yeah, that's that is uh, fascinating. I'm telling you, my cousin, my cousin Chewy, he only speaks uh, Spanish. Yeah, your buddy. Yeah, <laughs> tu amigo. Yeah, <laughs> shout out Chewy. Yeah, shout he's, out. He's buying the boots. He's always yeah. buying the boots. He said he was gonna buy me dinner yesterday. What happened? Nothing. He just nada. <laughs> He that sucks. He must have just blew all his money buying the boots. Maybe. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't. I understand. And we all have to like um, look out into that herd of uh, you know what's going on. We uh, body languages. That's very important. Um, as a whole dynamic, as what I was saying is like people we're not living in the now. Like you are because you're obviously just telling me right now a whole long list of stuff that you do observe. But yeah. I, I know that what I was trying to say is that people don't even observe that stuff no more. I think a lot of folks don't. Like and you, I think that's because we're distracted heavily, mm-hmm. you know, by the social media things. And it's it's an addictive thing, bro. We know this. It's literally an addiction at a certain point. But why? Like like we gave into it, bro. But see, we thing, allow it to become an addiction. Okay, but I think you're just heck- like people that smoke cigarettes. Bro. Yeah. Remember back in the day, they don't know why they started. Yeah. They just they just everyone smoked, There's and they'd be smoking packs a day. They just I don't know why I just smoke. Yeah. You know, everyone smoked to where it was like fuck. If someone's smoking in the building, no one cares. It's, it's so crazy. everyone's smoking in the building. It's you so, know, it's so crazy because that could only kill you. It only gives you detriment. It's only bad for you. And the more. The more people advertise, well, the more people actually just do it there or they become more expensive, the more people kill themselves with it. It's so crazy. It's been- do you think that that's anywhere similar to the iPhone and the way that things work? I kind of do. Probably, but, but okay. I don't know, man. We gave it the power, bro. I don't know. It's but an addiction. Is it, but is it just me, though? Like, I think you're super cool. And if I wanted to just hang out with you, wouldn't I just come here and just be like, hey, man, what's up? I want to do gardening with you. I, I'll help you, like, clean some stuff in the backyard. The catch-22 is that we live in a time where things are so fast and people are so busy, right? Like, they have a family. They got a job. They got all this shit going on, too, that sometimes just communicating, even though you can't physically bring each other to each other, mm-hmm. it's kind of a cop-out because it strengthens the idea that you can always have you, that you as a person always have to be on the go and you just text people or call people when you when you can mm-hmm. but you don't ever decide to make time to be like hey we need to hang out in person yeah see you the know? thing and i really dislike that man i, I dislike the fact that people but it's a catch-22 right because it promotes this idea that yeah. we're too we're too busy to, yeah. to, to communicate in person again see, you know like, what i mean like when like when somebody and this be and the phone becomes a convenience yeah. like you know and an, and an almost a tool and a need at a certain point because we made it that like for me it's like it's kind of like a pet peeve when people call me just to be a filler in the time 
It's like, oh, I'm just driving. I figure I'd call you. Oh, just to fill in time as you're driving home? Like, what is that? Like, my mom will do that. Like, she just, oh, I just got out of work calling you. It's like, whoa, okay. So what's up? It's like, I don't want to be like a jerk or anything like that. But it's like, okay, I just figure I'd call before. Yeah, okay, cool. So, you know, I just, she's just doing that to like. So she's not bored. Yeah, she's, she's just driving. she's just filling in time. That's empty. I don't think it? it's a bad thing though because like I get that, dude. Like sometimes you get out of work and you don't you couldn't no, call, and then you're like, I'm gonna call him right now because I got just, time, you know. But you just hit the nail on the head. You said that you said it yourself right now that you just said it's like some people just doing it just to do it because they think they're too busy. But then you know she when she's got downtime at home, she's just like playing on her social media, doing a bunch of yeah. Oh, so you're saying she had time to call? Yeah, yeah, and she just chooses just to do it just because she has. Because people now can't take downtime pleasantly. So, like, you have nothing to do. Okay, cool. I'll just enjoy my drive doing nothing. Yeah. And to them, it's just like, oh, I can't do this. I can't drive around doing nothing. I can drive with it silent in my truck. Oh, yeah. My my radio just messed up in my car. I can put on music. I can put on a podcast. It can be silent. My radio just messed up. So, I just drive in silent. But I really like the sound of my car. So, I enjoy that. Yeah, it sounds hard. Yeah, it's it's a stick shift car. It sounds pretty cool. So, it's like, I enjoy that. I get get a really good reaction to it. I love that. So, it's like, I'm cool. Yeah. It's like, so, I mean, my my zero downtime, I enjoy that. But I've noticed that on her, it builds up anxiety. Because she's like, oh, my God, I'm not doing nothing right now. I'm just sitting here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, you're time traveling in a car too, bro. I feel yeah. like that's yeah. not normal. Like you're driving at 55 miles yeah, per you're hour. Traveling. You're traveling yeah. in space and time yeah. and you're just sitting there pressing buttons, you know, pressing levers and turning a wheel. It's pretty radical. That's why I like driving stick shift though because I feel yes. like I'm actually involved yeah. in the machine going, you know, yeah. than just hitting a gas pedal and just going and breaking stop, you know, like I'm actually feel me going through the R's. <laughs> You know? It's enjoyable. Yeah, and you feel like you're in tune with the machine uh-huh. that you're operating. I feel like when uh, when I drive an automatic, I find myself just kind of floating. Yeah. I start getting anxieties and shit in my chest because I'm yeah. just sitting here. I'm like, what the fuck? It's- then imagine a Tesla where it self-drives. Like, oh, yeah. I'd be like hella paranoid. I'd be like, fuck, what if it doesn't stop? You've been in a Tesla? No. No? Okay. But I understand a- that like it's a thing. It's bizarre. I've been in one Tesla, and uh, this dude had the uh, ludicrous package, which is the fastest model, uh-huh. uh, fastest option in that type of car. So he like floored it, and it was a, it was a different type of fast. It's not my thing, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm stick shift eight V eight car type dude. That's not my thing. Yeah. It was really fast. Yeah, it was the it was fast to where it's like it felt like you're just sitting on your couch, and then something pushes you really hard into the back of the seat. Uh huh. But you're not hearing much. Yeah. You're just like. You're just accelerating in time, time and space. Doesn't that give you like a false notion of yeah. like, you know, you're really senses. going 70 miles yeah. an hour Your in senses. this car right now. Yeah, and yeah. if you if you swerve mm-hmm. or if you hit something, yeah. you're going to fucking crash and maybe die. Because yeah. I feel like in my truck, it's an old 99 Ford Ranger, right? But bro, when I'm going 55, it feels like I'm yeah. going 55. I can see things moving past me. I, I feel you, you, going you like the, a certain speed. And I know if I hit something, if I had to swerve right now, I'm done, dude. Yeah, yeah, I'm done, you know? Yeah, it's like, and I get that same reaction. The disconnect, too. I think, from yeah. having a vehicle that just, it's like, you're just, like you said, just sitting on the couch and whew, Yeah. Super fast. It's kind of like you're not in a video game, yeah. dude. Like this shit's no. Real. But, but to be honest with you, I would like to have that whistling sound though. Yeah. If I had a Tesla, yeah. Like put a sound. There's no sound. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. There's no sound. It's just you're just going. Versus like when you're like. Yeah. Versus yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And see the thing is, so when we were driving this car, I could hear this guy breathing, and he's like, "Yeah, check out my car." So yeah, yeah, I can hear. Him. I can hear him breathing, and it's he's like, like, "Bro, isn't it cool?" Yeah, and it's funny because it's like. 
I was doing it during work hours, so it's like I kind of had to drop off my car to the body shop, and he's the owner of it, so he's the one showing me his car. So it's uh, like oh, I kind of don't want to. Like, let me go back to work, man. Like, yeah. I, care, I don't care about your car. Like, you know, I don't want to be like that. But it's like I have people waiting on me, and it's like so every single moment that goes by, I'm missing. I could be potentially missing every sale. So it's like, all right, cool, man. Uh, yeah, for sure. Give me a test drive. It's like we go drive it, and he does his thing. It's like, all right, and I'm hearing him breathe, and it's like, yeah, you like that? It's cool. I was like, yeah, man, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Let's go back, because I have to go back to work. I mean, it's it's for certain people, I guess, you know what I mean? But, like, I agree that I feel like it's kind of disconnecting, you know, just like the phone, bro, like making a quick call, you know? Like, dude, imagine, like, 100 years ago where you couldn't do that. If you went missing, no one would know where you are, bro. And then just to, just to clarify. You wouldn't be able to call someone and just be like, hey, I'm in another state. Like, you know, no, and, you wouldn't be able to do any of that. And then just to clarify out there. Whoever thinks that they're going to be driving an EV car just for the ozone or how the whatever, the planet, you're not going to make a difference. That thing wasted so much more resources to make and to have its life gone by that it's not going to save any much of a difference. To become more reliant upon electricity is not better than becoming reliant upon multiple sources of fuel in my opinion because i don't like the i don't like fuel being the dominant everything monopoly either but i definitely don't think that electricity should be look at how electricity keeps shutting down look at how it's overloaded and we're just going to charge all of our cars now with it you know it's kind of radical yeah i'm sorry but i think most people that are on that side are not thinking things all the way through i'm not saying that we don't need to lower fuel emissions and all this kind of stuff maybe it'd be cool in the long run but the reality is is like we shouldn't rely too much on one source of energy you know what we're doing all we're doing is getting our trash like our house trash and putting it in the closet it's still in the same house yeah like what are we doing like we're yeah. saying like oh electronic the emissions or whatever all we're doing is that we're pushing all that manufacturing into china they make it tons of pollution they burn a hole in the ozone layer and then we get the cars over here and now zero emissions but we just used it you still have there. to mine for lithium and all this shit that they put in these batteries too bro it's still a it it's, still has a carbon the, footprint whatever you want to call it it definitely does on our electricity house. often is ran yes. by coal and certain shit like that it's yeah the, hydro and, and solar too planet. We, it's still on the same planet it's not like it's not like we're saying like okay we're gonna do something better our production to make it it's zero no it's like it's the same thing we're just putting our trash in a different country i don't get that like people tell me oh this or your cars v8 it's like yes it is who cares it's like it's not a difference or like solar panels it's like i hear about these people or like man like just your buddy that was here on the last episode it's like he said he got solar panels it's like oh my god why would he do that i felt so bad yeah it's like that is not a remedy and i hate that that they're pushing that upon this here i really i really do man like it's not that's not the answer the answer would be is just to tell all the countries to cut down their pollutions right by a fractional amount and then that's it but even then the planet will still we're putting a band-aid on the issue if we Mm. really said there was an issue right like from no there's no band-aid but i'm saying like we're just transitioning to something that makes us feel like we're doing something better but is not actually doing much better there's no band-aid the wound is just getting transferred to a different part that's it there's no you you know like if you hear a lot of people talk about like the critical need for us to change because the climate impact and all this stuff i don't see many people that talking about that making any other changes in their life no they're not like using less water you know, yellow, let it mellow. Mm-hmm. If it's brown, flush it down type of toilet using. Yeah. No, I don't see people doing that shit. 
You know, I see people taking multiple showers, running the sprinklers all the fucking time. Sure. I see the governmental agencies like the college and shit running sprinklers that are just spraying on the road. When it's raining. And then I get a ticket when if raining. I fucking water on the wrong yeah. day, yeah. right? Yeah, I see a lot of, you know, corruption and a lot of hypocrisy see, and a lot of things that we talk about that we're like, we want to make a difference. We got to save the planet, man. I don't see you making your it, your 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 trek into actually saving you a goddamn what? thing besides complaining about something and saying yeah. demanding change you, you have to you have to do that you have to yeah, take action within that change yeah. you know what i you like about that you have to be though? the change you wish to see in the world that's fucking gandhi you know you know what i like about that though i like it because it's like okay we'll, we'll argue about it but we're making no difference all we're doing is transferring that energy into a different part but we're still in the same house we're still on the same planet but yeah. I, what i really like about that that the word out there is like oh we're killing the planet we're not it would be like it's like animals. you know you know what i think some ways maybe we are but it's not in the ways that we assume we are yeah. i think it's our disconnect in general that would be wounding our well, environment see, right the, it's not just one reason like just the fuel companies bad Ooh, satan no it's literally our use what, of those things too what if, we're involved in that but see the thing about it is like we have our grandiose way of thinking of each other as human beings that we're so complex what if the ants are having this conversation too have you ever thought about that? Like yeah. the answer, like, hey man, what are we doing? We're screwing it all up. It wasn't like this like 20 years ago. And they're saying like, we're screwing it up. Now the monkey things, they're behaving different too. What if every species are having these conversations about like, you know, pollution, how they're screwing it up. And that's what I really like about the planet to where the planet does not care individually about us and it's gonna survive on its own, regardless with us or without right. us, because we're only here in a blink of an eye, yeah. in astral time, blink of an eye, we're in and we're out of here. And that's where I really like to where it's like, no, we're not harming nothing. We're not harming nothing. The planet will continue. We could do bigger whatever we want. The ants can also bigger and say pollution if they choose to or not to. And we will not make a difference on this planet. The planet will continue and thrive. We, we could wipe each other out, you know, nuclear. I think the disconnection is in the mind. You know, about not feeling any connection to where we are at all. You know, not realizing we have to actually be in this environment to do the things that we do. Mm-hmm. You know, we take it for granted. We think it's not biological. Mm-hmm. You know, we think it's not like millennia that happens. You know what I mean? Like we think of it like our lifetime is everything, like yeah. you said. But we don't think about it as in the long trajectory of all of this. Yeah. But what I do find is that I think that if we were hurting our planet, it's not just the fuel is what I'm saying. It's not just the electricity. It's not just these things we rely on that are making carbon emissions and stuff. It's literally our disconnection from how things actually biologically come to be, chemically come to be, physically come to be. Yeah, but... You know, like we don't even... We, we, we're ungrateful for how much it takes for products that come from China that get shipped across the ocean that make it into the store for you to buy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It goes through multiple levels of, of, of work and energy spent. You know what I mean? And I think that the more we come disconnected from that, we're just harming our literal association with us being here, you know? Like, we've, we've, di- we've disconnected ourselves. We've alienated ourselves, maybe, even, you know? Yeah. I, but I think... I and think, I think that that has an effect. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that we're, we're like, fucking we're up the planet. I'm just saying, like, this is all derives from us having a disconnection from what we do daily that contributes to the issue. Yeah. And then we like to point at the other guy saying that's the issue. It's what we do habitually what what actually gives us our end result. And you're right. You're right. The whole thing, it's like the whole, we outsource all our products to China. You know, China has genocide going on. 
And we're I, basically indirectly promoting that. That's yeah, harmful yeah. To, to other humans. But see, the thing about it, okay, so I sent you a video about China, how we uh, we seem to think that they will eventually take over, which they're not. They're, um, you know, I've been there a few times and their experience, my experience there was different. But, I mean, like in general, I mean, they're not ever, <laughs> they're changing their whole social behavior to where it's like they're never going to be able to be what the United States is. Like, it's totally different dynamic culturally like, for a long time too. Yeah, because they're an old nation, bro. You not, know, and not only that, it's because they keep their people so suppressed that yes. it's like, how can they advance? Right. So how can they really? Which I think a lot of people in America feel like we don't want to live like that. We feel more suppressed, and we don't like that, right? I think that's why people compare the United States to China all the time because yeah. it's like the opposite. You know what I mean? But we compare to going to that extreme all the time. You know. Even though over there you couldn't even make that comparison. Yeah, you wouldn't be allowed to say that. Yeah. Right? You'd be um what did you call it? Um You'd be disappeared. Disappeared. Yeah. yeah. They would sell your organs to the highest bidder because you would be a uh, prisoner of political beliefs or something like that. Uh huh. They would just use that excuse and they would just like gut you and kill you. They have yeah. a bus. They actually have a bus that goes around and picks up homeless people and they'll just either dump them in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Or they'll uh, execute them in the bus if they choose to. And then they'll just gut them there and then. But there's a lot of stuff, man. What I really liked about my whole experiences with Chinese is, like, when I visited there, I had a huge culture, culture shock because it's, like, everything was not what I had thought. And then I finally realized to where it's, like, oh, it's because the U.S. doesn't paint them in a negative way. You know, I thought China was gnarly. I thought they were cool. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was a foreign experience. And you go over there and it's like, you're really in danger. Like, you know, people, you know, you can get in trouble. You can get in jailed and disappeared just because you're a foreigner there. And you, they don't have to have a reason. Like, it's a total different place. They, they, there's no way, man. There's no way they could ever, like, take over. And most of the stuff is falsified. Like, I heard you on one of the podcasts that you said that they might... Their agriculture is like so advanced, and they have all this. No, all that stuff. They're actors. They're all actors. No, I hear they'll you. Have, they have, they'll have science. They'll have science in regards to about it, and they'll falsify a bunch of stuff, and they'll have actors portray all this stuff, and it's all fake to compete. Like right, yeah, and like make yeah, it seem like yeah. they're superior. Yes, I, I hear you because that's yeah. what China is notorious for doing. Yeah. Right? But what I was saying on a, on a recent podcast was probably talking about vertical farming yeah. and indoor growing. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't saying that they're way superior. Maybe yeah. I did, but what I meant was is yeah. they're just experimenting. And yeah. I think more for the wealthy, mm -hmm. right? The higher up in classes that are doing that and promoting that because they know that if extreme conditions come or whatever, they're going to try to keep having yeah. food. You're, they're thinking for themselves yeah. up top. But in, in the United States, we have this beauty where we could be doing that for mm -hmm. everyone up top, middle, and bottom. You we'll know see, what I mean? We'll see the thing and, is and in some ways, because I've heard other podcasts where people have went there and seen what they've had, and they have some really cool technology. But you also go to Arizona at ASU, and they have crazy cool technology. You know what I mean? Like world-renowned. Yeah. You know, sent, sent NASA to space with this idea of how to grow. You know what I mean? So I wasn't saying that they're superior. I'm just saying that if they were to do that, and they were to really succeed at growing more produce than anyone else, they would have an upper hand, you know? Yeah, I don't I don't think they've done anything. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. I hear you. Because the more I learn about that yeah. whole area yeah. in, in North Korea even and all that, it's it's pretty radical. They're they're super sketch, man. Even on their even in their uh, their airport, Beijing International, man, one of the biggest hubs in the world. Yeah. Super trashy. Mm-hmm. Super, super trashy place. 
I went to go take a shower on one of the places there because uh, I wasn't going to get into my hotel till like maybe, I guess I was a day off or something like that. You work at a hardware store. You know that stuff, pipes, water pipes aren't supposed to be attached to a wall with a clothes hanger? Yeah. You know? What the fuck? <laughs> All right. So that's what we're talking about. Hokey shit. Minimal shit, right? The whole country. Because it's a socialized nation. The whole country. Yeah. We're talking about... Beijing International Airport. We're not talking about like, okay, I get it. You, you live in like the country or whatever. No, we're talking everywhere. You know, over there you can go to a shower in a hotel, nice hotel, and their shower is just like a shower head over the toilet in a little maybe five by five room. And that's everything there and it just has a drain. It's bare minimum. Bare minimum. Yeah. And the stuff is decaying, man, because it's not watertight. Mm. It's not, it, they just put whatever flooring in there. They just, you know, hopefully it'll work. Yeah. We'll put some silicone cogging in the corner of the wood, which you go in there and it's like, you smell all this mold. You smell everything that's like going to shit. It's like, and this is the whole country. Like it's, it's, it's like this falsified developed nation, right? Like yeah. it's, it's kind of like it, maybe there was a boom and there was development, but every time it gets developed, it never is upkept, right? Yeah. It's never maintained. It's never consistent because it's relying upon governmental funding, right? That chooses whether they want to fund that area or not, right? It's almost like they have a certain expenditure to where, like, they put up a building and then after that, they're like, ah, we're like 65%, you know, Mickey Mouse, the rest of it. Yeah. Like, use clothes hangers to kind of, like, wrap the pipes over the two by fours and, ah, What the fuck? It's good enough. Yeah. It's good enough. It's pretty crazy, bro. It's pretty crazy because you've been there and you've seen, you know, versus what people just talk about. And like they try to make it this like Marxist heaven. Uh You know what I mean? It's like, no, you're in the wrong. You're thinking the absolute wrong in place of the world to think that that's some Marxist heaven if you're Marxist. Like, you know, no, it's it's really yeah, it's really something else, man. And then I would walk around with like a GoPro because I wanted to do I was I had in my mind that it's a fantasy place, a foreign place that you're experience you're experiencing and then you want to eat different stuff and it's like, oh man, if I eat I could die. It's not like, oh, you're gonna get food poisoning. No, you could die. People use cardboard as ingredients for food for foreigners just to get one up over you. Uh-huh. You know, they'll use whatever poisons just to see what reactions foreigners have. Like it's it's not it's it's not what you really think. And then I realized, like, how come they don't, like, you know, give you a heads up on this? Or how come it does it? They don't do it just because I guess they don't want to paint them in that light, you know? Because then, then there would be trouble. Then the U.S. would be like, oh, we're fucking, you know, painting Chinese people as negative or, like, we're anti-Chinese or something like that. And then, luckily, I got to experience it. So then it's like, no, I'll tell you exactly how trashy it is. It's very trashy and it's dangerous. People drive drunk there all the time. They do here too. But over there, it's like, that's fine. Yeah. They just leave their car in the middle of the road and they'll cross like maybe two, three lanes to go eat at that restaurant. Their car just stays there. What a trip. <laughs> like, it's it's something else, man. It's it's really something else. Like, it's a different part of the world. It's, a, it's quite an experience. But, I mean, it's a long leap. The development is so crazy, man. Like, people just pull over on the side of the freeways on freeways pop their hood and just go out on the back of the hood and just take leaks and everybody's just watching them it's it's just so different so like for them from when i hear like stuff like that to where it's like oh they're they're gonna take over we should start learning chinese it's oh fuck no 
It, yeah. It'll never happen, man. Man, because people talk about it all the time lately. You know, over the last six, year or two, bro. Everybody. You can't start taking over the world if you're not to the point to where it's like you can't figure out to put the pipes inside of the walls. Yeah. You can't. But isn't that kind of like intentional? Like because there's f- certain funding that they just decide to lack in those areas and leave the people stranded. But they have a military and those those people in that military probably do exactly what they're ordered to do. The people in the military are people that are born there and they're pretty much enslaved to that. Which means that they'll fight to die. That means that they're not inspired. Mm. They're not going to follow nobody's leader. As soon as it goes down, they're probably going to run away. You think? I'm pretty bro, sure. Bro, the way that you see... That sometimes footage, bro, where they're all lined up perfectly. Yeah. You know what I mean? They all are. They all are. They're being a bitch to do that. Why wouldn't they go and kill? They wouldn't. Like, I, I just... The thing about it is just that is I... So, they don't like Japanese people. Japanese people had a, a small, fierce military. They jumped across that sea, went over, and invaded almost half of China. Just like a platoon of soldiers on bicycles. Japanese people were something else, though. Japanese people, completely 180 difference. Super, super efficient. Super, super, like... Like as a nation, like they they got it down, bro. They got it down. Yeah. They got it down. And as a people, they're, they're a fierce opponent. They're beheading people, raping women. They took over. We're talking the highest populated country in the world. And we're talking like Japan is like a little island. Yeah. And then half of their country took over like for like a platoon. It's it's like we're talking like the 300 guys in the movie. Uh-huh. So we use a 300 guy and like the highest population like in the like. So that's why they don't like each other. But that's what I mean. It's like, okay. And they're saying that they could put up a fight with the United States. Like that. I feel what you mean. Yeah. It's an impossibility. It's an impossibility. The United States is the longest reigning, you know, fiercest military that has ever existed. Ever. The longest reign. Really? Yeah. This country's not even that old. I know. Yeah. You know what spooks me, man? I was just talking to some of the people at Bank of America about this. It's like, man, I love this country so much. And I, I know that every civilization, greatest or not, has came to an end. I just don't want to be alive to ever watch this one. I don't either. No. You know, like I feel like there's so many things of our system that can be rebuilt. Yeah. But I think the idea of the United States and having us all here and functioning and trying to make a more developed world yeah. is beautiful. Yeah. We just need to maybe tweak some of our methods, you know, and, and maybe not go, you know, not lock everyone up because they have drug abuse problems and, and all these weird things. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should help each other. But I really think we could, dude, we could really be a, a utopia practically. Yeah. But we're we're kind of lacking lately because we're always arguing. We're not discussing this probability of us succeeding anymore, really. We're always kind of afraid of failure lately as a society. But I don't like that. Like you you consider getting COVID a failure of science. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you consider the vaccine not working as a failure of science. You know, someone died. Well, science couldn't save them. You know, it's always this failure-based mentality and it's it's disgusting. Like we really should be looking at like, but what can we do to not fail? You know what I mean? Next time, yeah. you know, we don't discuss that. I, I, I think eventually we'll get there. Honestly, I think we'll figure it out. I, I think that I, would keep us afloat. Mm-hmm. I, what this whole us fighting with each other differences or whatever. I think that's just human nature. This is that's the monkey thing in us. And we got to be down for the down for it. When yeah. It comes, you yeah. Know? We, we got to handle it. We just do it just because 
we don't have nothing else to do. Uh -huh. We have the freedom to fight with each other. We have the freedom to be kind of like complacent and complain. Yeah, yeah, we're the fat cats. Yeah. We're the fat cats. See, and other countries don't have that. And that's what I mean, that I wouldn't ever want to see the United States ever come to an end. I don't either. It's awesome. It is awesome. I agree. Yes, double, Tyler. Thanks for coming, bro. Thank you, Tyler, for having me. Hell yeah. Once again. Alfredo Vargas. Go buy insurance. Right now. Right now. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Symbiosis Now podcast. Thank you once again, Alfredo, for joining us and having such good things to talk about. Deep ass things, man. I really appreciate your insight. I appreciate our friendship. I also appreciate the motivation that you exhibit. And it's time for us to all harness this type of motivation so we can gain momentum towards a more symbiotic future. Get your ass on over to Academy West Insurance and buy some insurance from Alfredo. Also, get your ass over on Instagram and find the show at symbiosisnow.podcast. I post a lot of clips for those that like short little bits. We're now passing through episode number 74, and we're going to roll hard until we can't no more. And Alfredo's going to join us for the 100th episode. I'll give you that. We already planned it. So hang on, keep listening, and subscribe and share and all that jazz. And I hope to catch you on the next episode of the Symbiosis Now podcast.